right, man. So we're back. This is our 18th episode. We did decide on that, right? It's 18? Yeah, it's cool. number 18. I was just trying to remember that again. We just talked about it like five minutes ago. but That's okay. Then like a flurry of memes ensued. And oh, yeah. we seriously, we were going to start this a while ago. And then we started dicking around. and We were having fun. Yeah, we're just not getting to it. We were uh, engaging in some child's play we were which is what this episode is going to be yeah and uh this one came out in 1988 so this is following um like i said kind of a a journey into the slasher realm and uh as we sequential order as we pointed out yeah we're, we're kind of going sequentially so this is the next big one i guess that came out yeah i would agree especially for its time period when you look at uh like i said some of the, the slashers that uh, preceded it and uh, this one took a whole different um turn in terms of how it portrayed a slasher oh yeah well this one goes far more comedic and campy than the other ones do far quicker yeah the first I, I three are kind of serious i think yeah uh, yeah mm, yeah i would say and, and then, then yeah and, and then everywhere age. past that is well yeah you kind of know what you're going to get <laughs> I mean, Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky. Yeah. I mean, we got Cult of Chucky coming up. Well, exactly. So <laughs> here's the thing. I love them all. Well, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're still entertaining. I love them all. And that's what we're going to talk about next with how does that make you squeal? Yeah. So let's, let's see how we squeal. How does that make you squeal? So 1988. I would have been one when this came out. But Child's Play factors in for... Going back a long time for me. Yeah, likewise. I, I mean, I'm just going to start off with, there's a story that you've heard before. But yeah. I, I'll uh, retell it, for the listeners. It is definitely worth uh, rehashing. I Part of the reason I enjoy horror movies so much is that it's not easy to scare me, necessarily. Like, I'll get unsettled and unhinged by some things, but it's not too hard to just sort of shake it off and, like, it's a movie and, and move on. And I know that that's not as easy for some people, and that's why they have a hard time with these sort of movies. Makes perfect sense, yeah. Out of any horror movie, inadvertently, uh, Child's Play and Chucky scared me more than any other movie ever in my entire life. Inadvertently. Now, this one came out in 88, so I was only uh, one year old. Right, and I, like I said, I was six going on seven. Basically. So I, I definitely didn't see it till way later on. But my first exposure to it wasn't seeing it. I was with my parents over at my uncle's place. And I was playing, I, was, I think it was like around the holidays, something like that. And I was playing with something or another, probably, I, it must have been my new, it wouldn't have been my new Game Boy, it would have been too early for that. But something right. behind the couch, whatever. Uh, my cousins had just seen, I'm guessing the latest Child's Play. I don't remember enough of the of the details of what they were talking about now being 20 years later. Yeah, it's hard to, to remember those kind of details. So so I looked it up, and they were probably talking about it number three or four. Okay. However, all I know is that I kept hearing the description of what was going on and the name Chucky. <laughs> Chucky, 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 Chucky. And all the description of all, you know, all these people getting killed as they, as they re-talked about it with their dad. I, th- I think they went and saw it with their mom or something like that. Right. I, don't, I don't remember for sure. Then they were a little bit older than me, obviously. I didn't know what the fuck Chucky was. The Chucky I knew <laughs> was Chucky e. Cheese. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that, that, that's totally understandable. So for, that age. for like the next week... I had nightmares 
about Chuck E. Cheese murdering people. (laughs) And because I always found him a little bit creepy, he was partnered up with fucking uh, Grimace. (laughs) Yeah, another one of those childhood uh, characters (laughs) from uh, From from certain food chains. Oh, man. And so... Like, it fucking terrified me for a while. Like, I had nightmares. Yeah, I But it wasn't so. of Chucky. No, no, not what we know Chucky has. But... Because I didn't I didn't know what Chucky was. All I heard was Chucky this, Chucky that. Yeah, so you, you used what you had gathered from that age, and you, you pieced it together in a different direction. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, still... so, but inadvertently, this yeah. series has scared me more than any other horror series ever. So inadvertently, you, oh, well, how, how about this? After the fact of knowing who the real Chucky was, were you still scared of no. the real Chucky? Okay. No, I don't find killer dolls scary yeah. at all. Well, likewise. But it, it's still funny because, like I said, it, it inadvertently made you scared of a different Chucky. Yeah. Uh, and that was the, the other thing was I had already had a bad experience at a Chuck E. Cheese <laughs> uh, a couple years prior. Yeah. Uh, at a very large Chuck E. Cheese down in San Diego. So this would, this so would pay... this uh, just added on. Exactly. I, I was done. <laughs> I like Chuck E. Cheese now. Well, yeah. I mean, it, you know... No, I mean you. You've seen behind the curtains, and now you know what's up. Yeah, no, no, I know what's up. Whatever. Yeah, but, at certain uh, at certain ages, we don't we don't see that. We just see you know, for what it's worth. So I was kind of glad that we were going to do this movie just so I could tell that story. See, that's what I like about these movies as well, because typically we we associate them with certain ages. You know, especially we grew up watching these films, and uh, you know, it, it it gives us a way to reminisce about how we maybe seen it or something that was associated and that's the thing, with it. It probably wasn't until about two years later that I yeah. finally did see that movie after after all that happened. <laughs> Which is, you know, maybe for you it, it might have been a big letdown in terms of, of what you had heard about it and what I you mean, associated with. I it was still good, especially because well, at, uh, at the time, like, we didn't have some of the awesome stuff that we've had come out lately. Well, yeah. Like, I, I can't, I didn't have any of that to compare it to, just the other stuff. Yeah, so no, that it makes was, sense. It was definitely top notch i yeah. still like it a lot mostly for the cast and i agree there it's a stellar cast very strong cast but before we like to so be right before we get into the cast i'd like to talk about uh our director all right uh our director for this particular film is tom, tom holland. holland yeah and uh if you're familiar with him he did a few films that involved our cast which we'll talk about in a second one of my favorite now i want to I, I know what movie you're about to point out mm-hmm and I thought for some reason I knew this cat. As soon as I saw the name pop yeah. up in the credits, I'm like, I know this guy. He must have done a shit ton of things. Very surprised by how few things he did do. Yeah, he didn't. He hasn't done a whole lot. But this movie, yes, so big. Uh, yeah, like I course. have a few friends that fucking dig on it all the time. One of one of which you'll actually end up meeting here soon. Anyway. Yeah, well, I'm I'm looking forward to that as well. Anyway, that's that's something different. We'll go on, but yeah. The, so the film uh, that I was about to mention, which I think we've mentioned maybe once or twice in passing, is Fright Night, and that was one that I grew up always anticipating watching. Uh, typically, if it came on like HBO, uh, Cinemax, one of those you know uh, cable channels. Now it surprised me. Yeah. When I looked this guy up, because I was sure that I knew him from something, right? Based on the name, obviously it turned out to be Fright Night. But I didn't realize that he was also a writer mm-hmm. on the remake of Fright Night. Yeah, I saw that as well. 
That's actually pretty neat. Yeah. I actually really enjoyed the remake. Yeah, it's it's got a stellar cast. It was a good film. Uh, and we even get a cameo. Yes, we do. Uh, he appears... I'm trying to remember because I didn't read about it. Oh, I, actually, I think I do remember it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Which, <laughs> I don't know if it's giving away too much at right now, but um, he appears in a certain scene early on with uh, with a child actor in this film. That he, I think he's watching a program that he appears in, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, no, I was thinking of uh, a cameo from the first Fright Night to the last. Oh, you know, he does appear. Yeah, he appears in this film briefly as well. Uh, But you're right. I think he does do cameo work in other films as well. Well, yeah, no, I think think you're mentioning Tom Holland. Yeah. I'm going to go into the first cast member. Okay, yeah, yeah. In that uh, the first Fright Night had Chris Sarandon. Yes, Chris Sarandon, man. Uh, He's very. When you see him, you're you're very familiar with who he is as an actor because that's one film I always associated with is Fright Night. It makes perfect now, sense he that he'd be in this film. He cameoed in the reboot. He did, and he is in this movie, Child's Play. Yes, he is. <laughs> Which I thought was was an interesting thing, like going back watching it, not this particular time, but just knowing that fact. Seeing now, it in the past. for me, my favorite movie. I, I'm I sit here. Every week, I sit down and I do a horror movie podcast with you, yeah. which means I watch at least a horror movie, at least one horror movie twice a week. Uh, sometimes more than that. Like this week, I made sure to get down on The Devil's Candy. Which is nice, yeah. Well, which is awesome. I have a review up on the website. Go watch, check out our website, read my review of The Devil's Candy, and go watch The Devil's Candy. Yes, Sorry, please I check it out. I wanted to plug that real quick. No, no doubt. But my favorite movie of all time is The Princess Bride. It's a great film. So for me, Chris Sarandon will always be Prince Humperdinck. Yeah, that makes sense, too. Growing up, um, like I said, watching that film, that's one of my sister's favorite films. Um, recognize him being in that. Uh, another one you might recognize, maybe not in terms of what he is on film, but I think the I know voice. I going to say. Yeah. Because I was going to say, for a lot of people, I think... The iconic role for yeah. him, whether they know it's him or not, because you don't see him, it's only his voice. Yes, which is very surprising when you first learn this. At least it was for me. It was for me as well. Yeah. Is Jack Skellington. Yes, from A Nightmare Before Christmas, a Tim Burton film, mind you, which is another great film, animated film. Uh, oh, definitely. Like I said, another one of my sister's favorite films as well. I, mean, I love the film as well. It's great film so yeah, uh, yeah. i'll i'll watch it so day. yeah it, I but i think for a lot of speed people especially the younger generation yeah that's probably what they'll know chris sarandon as even if they it don't did, know uh, it's chris sarandon like so we talked about crossing over with certain platforms and i think if i'm not mistaken i think he did a lot of work with kingdom hearts the video game oh okay yeah you know? or uh, reprising his role yeah. i would assume exactly so okay. uh so you might be familiar with that too there we go. Yeah, so like I said, he's he's definitely in this cast. And like I said, he's another one that I just mentioned with Fright Night. So uh, a little crossover with the director and the, the actor. And if if we can just use that to neatly segue yeah. as someone being known for their voice, appearing in this movie very briefly in person, yeah, but not mostly as voice. And the biggest reason I love this movie yeah. is... Brad Dorif. Yeah, who plays uh, Dorif? I don't know cuz like if, if it's I mean, I, I always say it is as Dorif. Just a, I know, I always yeah. say Dorif, but I was realizing today when I needed to say it out loud for an audience like right. the first part of his name like if you just had that without the if you would pronounce it as Dower. Yeah. Somebody's looking Dower. So it could that. be Dorif. Yeah. I guess I've never actually heard anybody say it out loud in Dorif. But it could be 
so either way, if it's Dorif, Darif. We can we can always research that later. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but no, he plays uh, Charles Lee Ray, which is named after three iconic figures. Charles Manson. Charles Manson, right. Uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. And uh, James Earl Ray. Yes, James Earl Ray assassinated uh, Martin Luther King. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so they that's where they got the names from. And this is interesting, too, because you got to think, the name of the doll that he plays in this film, right? We're not trying to give too much away, but he voices, we talked about his voice, he voices Chucky, right? Right. Uh, which is interesting because that's a play on Charles. So, <laughs> Well, they, they do mention that later on, like, yeah. once he gets into his file, that... Yeah, but you know if that his if, nickname is Chucky. If you're not if you're not really paying attention through like the way we're watching it, and you're like, oh, I wonder how the hell he got his name Chucky. Right. I, yeah. I suppose because I, you know, I do watch this movie, these movies twice. And the first time, I guess I didn't realize that even yeah. when he did bring it up, it was only the second time when I was taking notes. It was, I was like, like, oh, oh, he mentions that his nickname oh. is Chucky. Okay. Yeah, Charles Chucky makes sense. I mean, and I, it's obviously I know that Chucky is a nickname for Charles, but likewise, yeah. But you know, growing up, it doesn't. It it isn't that obvious. No, especially like maybe when we get introduced to it, that that would have been not obvious to me. But uh, anywho, speaking of like said, Brad Dourif, Dourif, he was in a lot of things outside of just this film, and I think of a few things in general. Uh, One of the few films that we talked about, uh, or like let me say, uh, a show that I used to watch a lot was Tales from the Crypt. So he appeared on a few episodes. Tales from the Crypt. Uh, he was in Lord of the Rings. Well, I was going to say, uh, I always think of him as being in One Floor is the Cuckoo's Nest. Yes, yeah, so the one. That... But his more recognizable mm-hmm. role would probably be as Grima Wormtongue. Yeah, I would I would agree. One that I grew up with, uh, another franchise we had talked about several times, we haven't reviewed uh, The Exorcist, but he was in The Exorcist Part 3. Um, and the reason I remember that one, because it was mainly, I think, in a psych ward, an asylum. And he was, um, I think he was a priest at one time, but he was giving mostly like a confessional, the whole movie. So okay, he was a central part of that film. Blue Velvet's another film he was in. Blue like I said, Velvet. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Uh, Dune? Yeah, he was in Dune. Uh, Halloween reboot of uh, 2007's okay. Halloween. But he, no, was, he pops up definitely. Gosh. One I would like to mention because I did say there was. Uh, I think he's in a lot of like low-grade horror movies too because he's one of these guys like Robert England where once, oh, he, yeah. was, once he was Chucky, people wanted him for everything they could get his hand their hands on for. yeah and he's a great actor mm-hmm. i mean he, he gives it his all um one that i would i did want to mention because i think it's in post-production uh we had already covered i think it might have been our uh, one of our first episodes was reanimator so he's in a reboot of reanimator called reanimator evolution Ooh. yeah i was like wow that one really caught my eye and i was like wow i'm excited what okay yeah i'm so, gonna go look into that yeah so like i said that gives more credence to some of the things we've already talked about these crossovers you see in actors in certain films uh which is interesting because there's another crossover and i mean for me also he's been chucky yeah he's been the voice of chucky for every iteration of chucky i believe not a sing. he hasn't missed a single one i think you're absolutely correct uh so I mean I grew up with all those movies. Yeah. I love them all, even they're great like films. the bad ones. Yeah, I mean like I so said, they're still entertaining. If you like, like I said, if you follow this series after a certain point, you were still following them. Then yeah, I mean this this like I so said, this pays ode to how everything got booted. You know what I mean? So for me, he's also always going to be Chucky. Yeah, the voice of Chucky, stellar. Who I mean, uh, out of the slashers we've covered, yeah, only two of them really talk. 
two of them are known for for cracking wise. We just covered <laughs> yeah. we just covered Freddy Krueger. Exactly. Now we're on to Chucky. Yeah. Krueger might talk. Krueger might make jokes. Yeah. Uh, Chucky's funnier. I, man. Chucky's cruder. There, there are certain parts in this Crudy film talk, where I giggled. Ch- Chucky talks a lot more, and his voice is a lot more memorable than Yeah, no. Evans. Like I said, it, you, you got to give um, a lot of respect I, I to the fact that his voice is like I can't build in my head how Freddy sounds when he talks, but yeah. I know what Chucky, Chucky sounds, sounds like, like yeah. when he talks. Yeah, which, you know, it's interesting, too, because they're playing off the fact of the dolls the entire film. Which I think it makes me remember that too, because they were kind of playing off of those um, like my buddy dolls back in the eighties. I was going to ask you that. Yeah. So you are a little bit older. Than I do me. remember that. So yeah. apparently, like the sales of those dolls tanked after this movie. And never I did quite read recovered. that as well. You know, it, it's interesting because there were certain. Did big, it seem to sort of like die no, out? No, there were certain this... fads, and that that was one that I remember vaguely. Like you know, because they had my buddy, my kid sister, all these different commercials okay. that you're familiar with. But they didn't live very long. Now, you know, they they didn't. They lasted, like, when I think of it, probably as a kid, I wouldn't say, I'd say tops, they might have had a shelf life of two to three years, tops. Okay. If if that, you know what I mean? That was, yeah. Which, reading now about this film makes total sense why it dipped in sales. Yeah. You know? Um, I'm sure you, th- those were the big. But I do remember those. Those are the big two cast members that jump out to me. Well, I'm, there's another one, too. Well, those are the two main, I would Yeah, those would are the really two main say. that really jump out to me. Not to say that they're necessarily the mains. There's a few other characters yeah. that have huge parts in this movie. But I would agree. Uh, I think you're going to end up having the more yeah. detailed notes on them. This is our, um, our lead female actress. Um, she plays Karen Barclay. Uh, her name is uh, Catherine Hicks. I remember her more for her role as the mom in the show Seventh Heaven. Right? Right. So growing okay. up... Okay. See, I, I kept looking at her name. Was I it Camden? I can't remember her up. first name, but it's the Camdens. I, I mean, I'll admit it. I didn't give myself much time to finish. Right. Your your first hour of showing up here at my place to record was actually us getting the show up online. Yeah, but no, no, you got I to got see to see a part of the, the process. I did. It was really you cool. You hadn't seen before, so yeah, I got to see behind the curtain once again. But another film, I think this is a film. Uh, it's starting to build a, a little bit of a cult following. is is a movie called Eight Days a Week, and she plays uh, a part in the film where it's a, it's a comedy. It's about this okay. kid who he spends the entire summer devoting his summer to, to, to telling the girl of his dreams that he's in love with her. His parents don't like it. Anyhow, she plays one of the neighbors across the street that's a uh, quote-unquote hot mom. Okay. Uh, MILF? Yeah, that's She's what I'm saying. <laughs> She's the MILF in the film. And it's funny because I'm like, wow, this is the mom from <laughs> Seventh Heaven. But like, then once right. again, she's also the mom in Child's Play, but all right. But all I started right. thinking about it. I was like, wow, this lady's in her 60s because I think she's my dad's age. She might be a little bit older than my dad. Okay. Which is weird now. But anywho, she also was in uh, Star Trek Part Four. Uh, I was going to say that's yeah. the other thing I remember her from. So those are three things outside of this film that I, I can recall seeing her in. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's mostly been in a lot of TV series and things like that. She plays kind of wholesome characters, which is funny in this film. I noticed something down, and I'll mention. I was just like, wow, this is, some, this is something that kept occurring to her in this film. I was like, mm-hmm. wow, this, this is odd. Okay. But anywho, um, somebody I did want to mention, at least a few people wanted to mention, because of the, the time period this film came out where the writers, uh, one was being uh, Domantini. Okay. He wrote um, The Cellar Dweller, which is a, it's kind of a, a VHS 
1980s film. Something I remember growing up watching because it had a, a couple of parts in that were scary, but watching it, you know, it's kind of dated. Okay. Um, he also wrote some for the the show Hannibal. I did see that. I was going to say that he worked yeah. on a bunch of, the, uh, mostly the Chucky series, because mm-hmm. sure I did look him up yep. a little bit. Yeah, exactly. But he went on, and we're going to do something to cover Hannibal, hopefully soon. Yeah. Uh, a I little think, bit. I think you're right. Uh, we're trying to work that out. That's yeah, we've exactly got something how we're going to do We've it. got it in the works. But go watch Hannibal. Yes. Uh, amazing. <sighs> Beautiful show. I'm not quite sure. Did he, I think he just worked on certain episodes. I, I think, think he's a writer. The, yeah. Um, but I another, think he was one of the ones that was like through and through the series. I think he was, I, just, I think you're right. Like, so there were certain people that, like I said, they would show up on time mm-hmm. to time, but I think he was one of them. Uh, he also wrote for tales from the crypt. So there's another, there of tales from the crypt. Uh, another writer was John Lafia. Here's another kind of crossover we were talking about. Uh, this person wrote for the show that was a short-lived show. It was called Freddy's Nightmares. Um, it came out in the late 80s with Robert England. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so a very short-lived show, but there's a crossover for us with Freddy uh, Krueger. Uh, he also wrote one for um, Lance Henriksen's um, movie called Man's Best Friend. It was kind of like a Cujo-ish movie. Uh, I've heard of it. I remember it vaguely, that. yeah. Um, but one thing I did want to mention about Tom Holland too, because we mentioned Stephen King in the past. He he was a director for Thinner. I found that oh, okay. interesting. That's <laughs> so right. I was like, oh <laughs> shit! But he also did Masters of Horror. He did uh, an episode. He did like ice cream. Uh, yeah, we all was an ice cream. Yeah, something like that. I remember seeing it. I had the box set for it. I haven't watched it in a while. But yeah, these are people like that are more mostly responsible for it. Um, just real quick, production company was United Artists. Uh, MGM wound up buying them out. Because of some of the stuff that happened with uh, the way they wanted to portray Chucky, didn't really happen with the way this film was written. Well, no, this one it might have been produced under United Artists. It and was. MGM didn't buy it out. MGM was the distributor. Yeah, you, like, and this was the last one that MGM distributed because oh, they had right. some discrepancies with how they wanted to portray Chucky. Yeah, it was and there weird. was some controversy because they thought this film was going to incite violence in children. Yeah, could you imagine that? Like watching and this film? MGM kind of didn't want anything to have to do with it, and they ended up selling the rights of the franchise was to Universal. Universal. Yeah, that's so what it Universal was. has done every one of that's, them since. Yeah, this exactly. First one. Um, which is weird. Yeah, United Artists was the production company. Like I say, MGM they helped distribute it um but yeah universal has a rights, right i guess yeah I, I obviously like i said i was one when it came out so i can't speak to the time period and you were but young yeah. yourself so yeah, you probably weren't really. keeping up on protests <laughs> yeah. of movies you know that's it's funny thinking about that because i never associated being violent with with dolls after that i was like this is not one of the dolls i would go out and be frightened of well, like, and, there was Teddy Rupskin, there was these Mother Goose dolls. I mean, there were certain dolls that already talked, you know, during that time period for a kid. I mean, it it was scary for certain kids, but it didn't incite violence whatsoever at all. No. Not at least in my area, in the Southeast. And I know that the director, Tom Hollins, always yeah, defended weird. it, too. He's yeah, always exactly. said, like, uh, uh, anyone that would be incited to violence by this has problems anyway and they're already going to find something that's it's a good point that's going to incite them to you violence. can you can nitpick anything in society and say this is the cause of this or that and the other it's just you know it's it's just a way of scapegoating at this point mm-hmm. uh anywho like so we, we had briefly mentioned this film came out its release date was on uh, november 9th 1988 so this is a, a day after my oldest sister's birthday and a 
said just a few days uh, before my birthday back then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, its budget was nine million. Uh, it grossed thirty three point two million um, at the box yeah. office. Did really good, man. Uh, yeah, uh, you know it absolutely surprises me that the budget for this was nine million. Yeah, I feel like they could have shot it on less. A lot less. Not, like I said, nine million. That's a lot of money in nineteen eighty eight too. Yeah. When you think of inflation and whatnot, um, that's, a, that's a pretty damn. Pretty I, I feel like the only way that it could have been that much is it like probably payroll. It, I feel like they must have been shooting on location in Chicago. Yeah, they were. They certainly were. I did read about that. Uh, so that would probably instead of on production sets, costs. Yeah. They filmed some in the studio. Like I said, there's probably a lot of production costs, whatnot. Payroll, like I said, is probably big. But uh, uh, not like I said, but you think about the return. They did a pretty damn good but job. But like, here's the thing. So Chucky doesn't even... You don't even see Chucky say anything until like 45 minutes into the Yeah, movie. I noticed that too when I was watching so the film. So most of the effects for the doll in this movie are the kid carrying around... Is, is just carrying around a doll. Yeah, that's it. For the, like I said, a good chunk of the film, beginning of the film... You know, I like taglines. And mm-hmm. one that I got for this one was, uh, something's moved in with the Barkay family, and so has terror. So Ooh, Okay. So speaking of the family, so we, we're getting, I'm going to get back to the cast. Another one of our main characters in this film, probably our, our major character in this film, is uh, Andy Barclay, played by Andy. Alex Vincent. Yes. And uh, great performance by this, this... I mean, he's not a kid anymore, but at this age, he did a great job. No, he has a couple little... There's stumbles, a certain scene where like, some of them ooh. seem kind of naturalistic. Well, yeah, like like he would have stumbled a natural in real life kid. anyway. Yeah, some of I, I felt like at least one of them was kind of like uh, that was probably just the best performance they could get out of him. On yeah, that. but no, I I agree with you. Like for most of the movie, he was on fire. He was solid. Yeah, yeah. He he didn't really have much of an acting career per se after i think he kind of got out of child acting mm-hmm. and then he got back into acting a little bit later on and then uh, he got into adult acting about you, about, well. <laughs> it happens uh there's certain child actors that it happens with you know yeah. but uh yeah i mean I, I didn't really write down any film credits because i think he shows up a few times here in uh these child's play films so this is mostly what you would recognize him mm-hmm. from Another actress that I wrote down, because she appeared in some pretty pretty neat stuff that I, I was like, oh, shit, this is probably where I recognize her from. Uh, it was Dinah Manoff. She is played she Maggie. F- okay, yeah. Yeah, she friend. played Maggie yeah. Peterson. Uh, she was in Grease, the film Grease, um, which is interesting. Ooh, what? Yeah, I can't remember exactly her role, but if you, I mean, we could look it up okay, later on. I love Grease. I saw Grease just the other, you know, I was at the gym the other day, yeah. and I'm sitting there doing my cardio. And I'm flipping through the channels on the elliptical, and Grease was on TNT. And so I sat there, and I fucking sweated my ass off watching fucking Hand Jive. Oh, yeah. There's a reason it's oh, called my Hand Jive. Hand Jive, <laughs> baby. Anyway. Yeah, so if you're familiar with her in this film, and if you're familiar with Grease, you probably recognize her. Uh, she was also she was in a lot of TV shows. Uh, there was a few that I had, uh, remember watching. Not this one per se. I just remember Robin Williams was in it. But Mork and Mindy. She was in Mork and Mindy. I love some. Mork uh, and Mindy. She was also in Night Court. Man, I don't know if you ever watched Night Court. Uh, I never. I I saw maybe that show, one or two episodes. It was, of Night Court. It was really popular in the late '80s, early '90s. Mm-hmm. I remember it used to come on like late night TV. Usually USA, mm-hmm. you could catch it late at night. I remember, like I said, growing up, I was like, yeah, I don't like this. And then I started watching it. Like, actually watching it, I was like, oh, this show's pretty funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. But anywho... See, uh, that's the funny thing. Yeah. I, I was probably watching 
Mork and Mindy on Nick at Night at the same time yeah. it was coming on USA. So like I said, it's, it's, uh, at the same time Night Court was coming on USA. So yeah, it's it's really That's interesting. Why I never saw any Night Court because I was watching Mork and Mindy. Uh, well, there you go. Well, she appeared in both, so you're gonna catch mm-hmm. her either way. Either way you turn, but yeah, it's it's pretty interesting uh, credit she had. Another guy, he he didn't really play a big film role. He was in a couple of scenes more towards uh, towards the end. Uh, Tommy Swerdlow, he played Detective Jack Santos. Uh, he was a cool runner. Well, he wasn't. He was a writer for Cool Running, Little Giants, and Snow Dogs. What? So, so he was the he was the partner of Chris Randon in this film, or maybe a partner yeah. of his. Yeah. He wrote on fucking. Yeah, he wrote for all three Giants of those. Yeah, and Cool Running, Cool Running, uh, and Snow Dogs. Dogs. I was like, I snow. I didn't see that the shit. Little Giants. Yeah, Little Giants and Cool awesome. Running. I loved Little Giants when I was growing up. That wow, movie that came movie's out. Awesome. That movie came out about the the right age, right when I was getting into football. So like that, that makes was... sense because you're like so you're a few years younger. I think I was maybe a preteen or right at a teenage mm-hmm. age when that movie came out. Still a great great film. Still a good movie. Yeah. Even yeah. yeah uh, fucking the annexation of Puerto Rico. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great play. If you don't the, know the, the play, play, look it up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a great film, man. And um, then Cool Runnings. Yeah, man. Jamaica, man. What you smoking, Zanka? <laughs> yeah. That movie is so good, man. Like I said, it, it's really cool seeing these film credits. You might not recognize him per se, but he is responsible for these films. That makes me happy. I wish I would have looked him... Well, I mean, I'm glad you told me. I yeah. guess I didn't have to look him up. You Here's an me. interesting um, film credit. He he wasn't in, in the film much. He had a pretty cool scene we'll talk about later on. He plays uh, Dr. Ardmore. Uh, this is Jack Colvin. When I looked at his film credits... He was in uh, The Incredible Hulk, the TV show with Lou Ferrigno. I noticed that. Yes, Yeah, I was like, whoa, that's pretty awesome. And he was also in uh, Jeremiah Johnson. I think that's a Robert Redford film, if I'm not mistaken. I think he... Now, I feel like Tom Holland had something to do with the Hulk at some point in his career. Ooh, I, I'm not sure, on, but it'd not positive be cool on that. to check that out. I, I did... Re- when I did give a small skim through of people's bios and stuff, I noticed that somebody, two people had a Hulk connection, but I can't remember who they were. Yeah, but I saw his, I was like, ooh, that's pretty, that's pretty interesting that he got a film credit in this film. Uh, let's see, another guy that I wrote down, he played uh, Eddie Caputo in this film, is Neil Guantolo, or Guantoli. Uh, he was in The Shawshank Redemption. Uh, that's, like I said, another Stephen King wow, film. okay. Uh, he was in Waterworld. I love Waterworld. Uh, and once again, Tales from the Crypt shows up. He was in Tales from the Crypt. Um, like I said, he didn't have a speaking part, but I was, he was about in the to film. say that same thing. He yeah. did not speak um, in the movie. I've got three more film credits. Um, Juan yeah. Ramirez was the peddler. He was in Backdraft, which is like okay. a firefighter film uh, in the yeah, 90s. I'm and, sure I saw that. Uh, he was in a um, Harrison Ford film in The Fugitive. Oh, okay. And uh, he was in a Keanu Reeves, and I think it's a uh, Morgan Freeman film. Chain Reaction, like a 90s film. Oh, I never did see that one. Ah, nah. I recognize him. I was like, yeah, I don't think I've seen this. Um, Alan Wilder, he played Mr. Criswell. He was the guy that w- was in the department store. He was the, like the oh, manager. yeah, yeah. He didn't really have a big film credit, but he was in a bunch of things. A- outside of this, he was in Home Alone. I think okay. he, uh, he played a small part. I think he was in the airport scene. Uh, it was like maybe a ticket carrier. Okay. Um, he was in A League of Their Own with a Tom Hanks. I love a League of Their Own. It's a great film. And he was also in Johnny Depp's Public Enemy. So there's another crossover oh. with uh, a Freddy Krueger star. There <laughs> a Frightmare in Ale Street. <laughs> Six degrees. Yeah, man. Um, and this is another guy. He didn't have like a major film credit once again. But he's been in some pretty interesting stuff. Uh, I wrote down he played John, All. I think it's like Allsop Bishop, Dr. Death. Oh, yeah, yeah. The 
He was uh, the priestess, the or the uh, priestess, priest, whatever he was. The voodoo priest. Yeah. I, I believe it, the correct term is Haungan, though I might be Haungan? pronouncing Ooh. it right. Wrong. It'd be worth checking out. I've uh, looked up a bit in, of on voodoo. He plays past. a pretty cool scene, though. I thought it was a cool credit. Um, this, this gentleman is Ray Oliver. I think he goes by Raymond Olivier. Olivier. Oh. He was in Private Benjamin with, we just talked about her in, in uh, Wildcats. Oh, Goldie Hawn? Goldie Hawn, yes. Yeah. yeah, he was with Goldie Hawn in Private Benjamin. He was also in Forbidden World, uh, I think a 1970s film. Maybe No, maybe 1980s film. It's pretty okay. interesting. He did mostly a lot of TV shows once again. I think he was in like 227 and some BET shows. It was a pretty neat. Uh, in Living Color, I think he got a, oh, uh, some credits nice. in, in Living okay. Color. So yeah, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. But uh, that's my cast and my technical notes. Yeah, I I can't really think of too much. Else I just to, I just thought it was kind of cool some of these film credits these people were in. It's like, oh, I mean, I feel like everything that I really have to say about how this differs from other slashers might yeah. be a little bit better went into in the guts and bolts. I agree. So I agree. maybe uh, I guess as a warning for this movie is that there's some violence and language, but that's about it. Violence, language, uh, uh, danger directed towards children. Yeah. Violence directed towards children, but it's not much. Yeah. Um, I would say there's... If you're not comfortable with... Um, I would say maybe like certain themes. Like there's certain themes with voodooism. Voodoo, yeah. Yeah, there's so if you're, voodoo. If, if you're not comfortable with like said, maybe certain things like that, you probably won't be and comfortable. And that's the other thing. But it's, it's short-lived, like really. I do have a couple other little trivia notes that I'll probably just jump into straight away. No, that's in cool. The, uh, in the guts and bolts, but I they they almost feel kind well, of said, spoilery. So yeah, yeah, we'll we'll reserve it. But like I said, there's certain themes that some people might not be comfortable. With. But outside of that, um, very mild. But it's a great film, regardless. But I'm ready to yeah. So uh, like I said, start turning our wrenches here. Yeah, that it's it's really not overall that bad. No, no, no. Comparatively, what we've seen and what we review, this is. Super mild. It's mostly Chucky's language. Yeah, he's an abrasive little cock when he actually talks. <laughs> he's great. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, like I said, outside of that, I think, um, like I said, I'm ready to get into the guts and bolts, man. Yeah, let's do this. Let's get into the guts and bolts. Guts and bolts. Right, man. So, yeah, we're, we talked, this is our 18th film, Child's we're Play. We're into the guts and bolts. Yeah, man, so guts and bolts. We all aspects of it. Yeah. First off is this one breaks even more from the the previous slasher mold. It's I still agree. definitely a slasher, but we're starting this is far enough down the line now where things are starting to differentiate. You know, that's a good point because I when you think maybe of like the introduction to the slasher film, say maybe maybe what we know it as, say say somewhere in the seventies roughly, right? Well mm-hmm. we can go back further than that. But roughly 70s, like so with, with the Jason film, or I mean uh, Michael Myers, Halloween, et cetera, et cetera. So this one does, it has a different twist because now you've had a few years to play with the formula. Mm-hmm. And, so now we're yeah. not, we don't necessarily have a final girl we're going after. No, we don't. We certainly and don't. And he's not punishing like promiscuity. No. Um, sex is not even a theme in this film. Not, no. And not even a notion of that. Which is a good thing considering how heavily children are involved. Yeah, so that's that's a subject that, you know, they probably, you know, thought about, maybe? Who knows? But However, yeah, it's, it's not even an issue. Uh, I'd still definitely consider Chucky a slasher. Yeah, I do as uh, well. I think this one plays more with the supernatural aspect of the slashers. For totally sure. agree. And there's still sort of a thing where, like, I feel like the, the more traditional slashers, it's like they're being punished for 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 breaking the innocence or for for defiling it and stuff yeah i can see what you mean yeah. this one it's more of an attack 
on innocence. Yeah, it's totally. it's a child's toy. Yeah, the the main his main target in the end needs to be Andy. So he's attacking this this child, child who yeah. who just wanted to love him. All that kid wanted, like I said, was a toy. Uh, that toy in particular. So you know, we'll we'll talk about that. But yeah, this is a really cool film, especially for the time period. Like I said, we're 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 following a certain lineage. Uh, so if, if we're fast forwarding in the way we're doing this film, so four years going past uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Four, you know, both of them set in 1984. This is a completely different film, just four years removed. Mm-hmm. You know, so anywho, like so, we're we're opening up the film because we're in the guts and bolts, right? Well, there, there's one thing I want to jump yeah, into no, no, before that's we that's go fine. into it, and that's how this film changed quite a bit from its original conception. Good point, yeah. Uh, so you mentioned before that it was based off the My Buddy dolls, right? Yeah, kind of... Um, the it, Good Guy doll? It was, it was a play on the marketing scheme of, like yeah. I said, those My Buddy dolls and My Sister Well, dolls. the original idea for this film was for it to be a little bit more of a satire of, like, commercialization and stuff. Exactly. And uh, more psychological, where the original name was blood buddies exactly and because they make like a blood co- uh, yeah pack, he wasn't yeah. brought to life by voodoo no or switched life switched bodies i guess it was a uh, a blood pact with his doll that brought it to life exactly and it was supposed to be a manifestation of his rage yeah for having an overworked mother who wasn't around and an absent, and an father. absent yeah. father i did read that as well that's pretty interesting the uh, the initial like I said, uh, why and they want to do this And film. even though you don't see Chucky talk until 45 minutes into this movie, the original idea was for it to be played out even longer. Yeah, like so well, that over two you, hours or something. So that you thought that... Well, the original runtime of this movie uh, was over two hours. Yeah. Like, this is an hour and a half movie. Yeah, the, <laughs> the working cut was over two hours. And I think one of the first cuts was like over two and a half hours. There was quite a few scenes that got cut that got completely scrapped. They're they're completely missing. Yeah, because when I looked at the, I think that the time from the start to finish, it's like maybe an hour twenty six mm-hmm. before you get to the end of credits. Yeah, so. the the original cut was over like two hours. It's a lot of cutting, <laughs> a lot of editing. Uh, and you you sort of see little remnants of that here and there, but not much. They yeah. did a, they did a pretty good job. But yeah, but, like I said, no, the initial take on what the film was supposed to be about would have been pretty interesting well, if you and, think about it. And the, the other thing was, was in pacing it out that long, you were supposed to think Andy was the killer. Right, exactly. Because it would make more sense. It, it's playing on his psyche. Because the other thing was that Chucky would only come to life at night, when he, right. at night and when he was asleep. It would make sense. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. I think they said, uh, too, that that, that it was for, uh, kind of similar to a film in the 1960s. I think it was called, like, uh, something Pinocchio, something where he's Pinocchio's Revenge or something of that nature. Yeah. It's like a late 1960s film. Something like that. But anywho, uh, it still would have been an interesting take on it. You know, following through the edition of some of these slasher films that we've gone through, too. It'd be a fun way to reboot it and make it scary again. Yeah, but we yeah, are just getting another Chucky film, Cult of Chucky. Yeah. So, so I'm we'll, okay with that. We'll see where we go from there, but... Uh, yeah, like I so said, kicking off the film, though, um, all it does it really is it just opens up with the production companies, right? You see United Artists, MGM, all that good stuff. Um, it kind of starts with suspenseful music, and I think you can kind of hear, like, a chase maybe, perhaps, like heavy breathing going on. Uh, the first thing I got down that was spoken was, like, I've got the Stringler, 
which is coming from Chris Randon's character. We don't know his name quite yet, but uh, he's a detective. See, even even here in the beginning, one of the things that I know was cut is that there was supposed to be a longer opening where Chris Randon had to dress up as a woman to infiltrate the place. Because that. one of the first things you actually see of him is him running down an alleyway, and if you notice, he's throwing the dress away from himself. Uh, I, I, did, I didn't check that, but that's pretty cool. But I did read about that as well. Mm-hmm. That's pretty interesting. <laughs> um, so already from the get-go, like, yeah, there was probably like a five lot of cutting, minutes. Yeah. It would have been interesting, like I said, if you get like an uncut edition of this film. Yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't exist, though. Well, he, I mean, he, I yeah. yeah. Yeah, so long, I guess, making a long story short, is uh, we see a, a chase scene, basically. You get Chris Randon's character and Brad Dourif, Dourif's character um, running Charles down Lee the street. Charles Lee Ray. Charles Lee Ray, right? So he's, it looks like he's running down a, like a, a street in Chicago is what the setting is, mm-hmm. right? Late at night. Um, he's running towards, it looks like a van, like a guy waiting in a van, right? Um, but it's he's kind of... He gets he, abruptly stopped because eventually a cop car chases because he's like, uh, you take the van. And I guess he's going after, Chris Randon's going after uh, Brad Dowers' characters strictly mm-hmm. in that scene, right? So he hides behind like a pillar. He winds up running to like a storefront, which becomes a toy store. Well, I know he, he ends up taking a shot in the leg. Oh, he does. You're and right. right. That and then van, that van takes that off. That fan peels out. Yeah, and, and that's when he hides behind that pillar. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, God, no. Yeah, because his, I mean, it was his getaway shot. driver. Yeah, it's messed up. You don't you don't leave your guy behind. That's fucked up. But that's unfortunately that's what happens. Yeah. But yeah, eventually leads into a chase into uh, a toy store front. Charles Lee Ray he winds up shooting. I guess like the lock on the door sets the alarm off. He goes inside. Uh, Chris ran and chases after. So you already see like these piles of these stacks of these good guy dolls, which is like you know a precursor of what we're about to get into. And it, it's. Uh, against the backdrop of quite a few of those that you yeah the name you know Charles what's you know what's interesting about this too is i, I read about this over afterward but the place that they used for that toy store was like a uh, i think a rundown or an abandoned chinese restaurant mm-hmm. and he even says the the location is yeah it was like location. wabash and what whatnot but yeah that was the real location but that's what the the storefront was but anywho yeah you get to see like these big stacks so he's they're i guess they're doing like a chase scene inside that the toy store, but he's he's bleeding he reali- out. Yeah, I was about to say he realizes he's bleeding out. He realizes he's dying. And yep. It's like oh, I'll get you and Eddie. I'll kill you. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. So I'll get you. I'll and get he, Eddie too. Yeah. And he sort of starts trying to figure out. You know, he's this is what's funny. He's clinging to something. He's like, I need to do something. He, you know what he says? And I wrote this out. That was kind of funny. He says, I need to find somebody. I need to find somebody. Mm-hmm. And then he knocks over all those good guy dolls, right? And then I think that's like at that point where. Um, he starts to like put two and two together. Like, here's a doll. I'm dying. Here's a body. Yeah, here's a body. He starts to cast what I put it like says he's starting to cast a spell, right? And then when he's so, doing this, a storm kind of starts up, right? Outside. What he's doing is he's doing a chant, right? And he's calling out to Dembala. Yeah, Dembala, which we'll find out much later on what that is. But you're right. He's calling well, out. Well, I was going to, I was going to point this out. Is oh, no, no. I like to hear the, this. The voodoo is one of the things that was added in later on. Okay. Because originally the script was, it was just a manifestation of Andy's rage. And that makes sense, yeah. And as I pointed, as I mentioned before, is I'm not, I'm no scholar or anything. But voodoo's always intrigued me when it's popped up in in other mediums and stuff. So I've looked up things from time to time. And it intrigued me that he'd be calling out to Dembala. Uh, Because Dembala's more, 
what you would think of as being like the creator spirit, the creator god ish, yeah. the, the the creator one of the law. Rather than, uh, I felt like if he was trying to stave off death, he'd probably be calling out more to like the Lord of the Underworld or the Psychopomp, which would be Baron Samedi. Okay. However, I, I realized, as I was thinking about this, tanking notes and shit, like, hey, I kind of know this a little bit. Yeah. Like, I might not be getting some details exactly right, but I know that that seems kind of weird for what he's trying to do. Which makes sense, yeah. It was only, uh, like, ten minutes ago when we were taking a break and I was taking a piss and I was thinking about it, <laughs> that the guy who taught him was trying to teach him the right way. Yeah. And he gets down on him later on. He's like, he you perverted everything I did. And so maybe that that's the only thing he knows is about Dembala, the creator. That, that makes sense. But he manages to pervert it. I know what you mean, for his for his cause. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can understand that. Um, yeah, like, there's a lot of backstory we don't really get. We have to kind of piece it together. But that's pretty cool that you do understand that. Um, yeah, so th- you're right. He's calling out the Dembala. He's calling this... What he's trying to do is, I guess he's trying to... Uh, transmute his spirit into that doll as as he's doing that lightning starts i mean like this this yeah, storm apparently starts up it here. works because some fucking lightning yeah it comes right through like out. that that sunroof of the building that sunglass roof and it it causes an explosion it knocks chris Sarandon back which the stuntman yeah. must have took a hell of a blast it's damn near like the quickening yeah it's, it's so it, i mean it, it makes the storefront and everything explode shatter the windows all that good stuff. You get like a little fire inside eventually. Chris then, Randon does go to check out the body. He finds the body's dead. He finds Charles but and Ray then dead. it zooms in on the doll. And we cut to the next scene. Next scene, yeah. <laughs> and so um, what we get now is I, I put, you see a, a good guy's cartoon plays on the TV. And you see a little kid. He looks, I mean, I guess he's like, kind of like waking up, getting ready, maybe getting some breakfast. Well, and there's happy birthday decorations yeah. and shit up. So apparently there's a birthday coming up. For this little kid, maybe, right? Yeah. Um, he looks over to the TV. He's like, I've seen this one, right? Mm-hmm. I put uh, Andy, which we, when we find out little kid's name is Andy. He winds up making breakfast. So he's like pouring a bunch of good guy cereal all the way to the brim. He puts some toast in, I think, initially, right? And that's right. what distracts him. I noticed that he used the Paula Deen recipe. Yeah, he did. Like, if you like butter, you're going to love this toast. Because <laughs> you get one. And when I say scoop, I mean, it's like... It's probably like a like a it's handful. It's half the bowl. It's it's half the yeah. container of, of of butter. Yeah, exactly, man. It's it's wild. He does he doesn't skimp out on any butter for yeah. this stuff. Basically, <laughs> basically he's you a super sweet up. little kid he who is. makes his mom. He's uh, making his mom some some breakfast, breakfast in, bed. in bed as best he can. But yeah, he's yeah. making a mess. But what happens? I think this is how he gets distracted. Is he sees a TV ad right after the cartoon uh, for, for the, the new good, guy. good guy doll? Yeah, so it's like a. Um, I guess it's like a real life, um, like I said, a life portrayal of of that good guy doll cartoon. Right? And they're like, each one of them has its own name and this and that. This, if I, which plays in because that's this how will he's be a able good to fact get away checked. with being Chucky. This is, I want to say this is where um, our director, I think this is where he makes that cameo. Oh, okay. I think he might be like the older guy pitching the good guy doll too, like while the little good guy doll is chirping in on it. And I do want to actually. Here's an extra little credit I want to give too. Yeah. We don't hear Chucky. We don't see Chucky speak. No, we don't. But in this commercial, a good guy doll obviously speaks a few. Yeah, lines. exactly. They got the voice actor for my buddy. Yeah. 
Which is funny, to do the voice lines yep. for Chucky when he's speaking in the good guy doll voice. Yeah. Other when he's speaking as Chucky is when right. it's Brad Dorf. Exactly. But no, as the doll, as the doll caricature. Yes, you're right. It's funny. I thought that they did that because I did read that. It's like, and that kid got a lot of... Corky something. I, I can't remember yeah. his name. I'm sorry, but I'm pretty sure it's Corky something. No, you're right. It's uh, I, I looked that up too, but... Kid got a lot of film credits too mm-hmm. throughout that time period, but it's it is it's a pretty interesting note. The the uh, the toast burns, and that's when he puts it on the plate, dumps that butter on it. He winds up um, going into his mom's room, right, and he's like sloshing that tray. He's getting all over the carpet and shit. Mm-hmm. But he like said he's super sweet. Um, he winds up, you know, it's like mom, wake up, mom, wake up. And we find out it's like six thirty in the morning, right? <laughs> and, and he's like, like but "How it's so long nice have you been right? awake?" And he's like, "Forever." Yeah, exactly. It's funny because, like I said, he's a super sweet kid, man. But it's his birthday. He's super excited. Yep. So she gets up and she they she go looks straight at, to opening uh, the presents. Well, yeah. So she, she looks at the the breakfast and that's when she comes. And she's like, "Well, let's let's open your presents first. Yeah, <laughs> I'll get back to this later. Yeah, yeah. And so when they go into, I guess, the living room where he just came from. Uh, there's a news report actually reporting on uh, what happened. The death from the of night. Charles Lee Ray. Yeah. Shot and killed in the department stores. Yeah, something. exactly. Um, she, I think she either winds up turning the TV down or turns it off completely. Mm-hmm. I, he initially sees like this big box, right? And he's and, all excited. Yeah, because he has he has intentions or maybe some ambitions of something different, right? So he goes over and she's like, "Why don't you open the like the so, little one?" Yeah, but doesn't he open the big one first? But he opens the big one first in his pants. And yeah, it's just like clothes. And his mom's like, well, you need these and blah, blah, blah. Then he opens the little one and it's like... A work, uh, like a toy set. Good like guy a... toy set. Yeah. And he's still bummed out because he really he's wanted like, the good I, guy doll. But I need the good guy doll for this. And she's like, I, I'm sorry. I just didn't know in time to say She didn't have the funds. Her. She's a single mom. She's working hard, right? Mm-hmm. They got a nice pad. I mean, like I said, part of the original plot was that she was pretty much not around because... She works all the time. Worked. Yeah. Which kind of pays dividends here in a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so anyway, she does make comment on that, right? And um, there is <laughs> like 30 plus minutes of the movie we don't get to see. So Yeah, that's that pretty was, wild. I mean, I think 30 plus was filmed at least. At this An point? An hour more was filmed that wow. was cut, something No, like you're that. right. Yeah, exactly, man. That's a lot of time that they cut out of this. Um, I think right after she tells him that, right, it cuts to like a department store scene. You see this 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 lady run up to the oh, mom. Oh yeah, she's at, this point. at work, and her friend we later find out is Maggie, Maggie. Right? She runs up and she tells um, Karen, I think is what the mom's name is. She tells her uh, there's a peddler outside, and he's selling a good guy doll, right? And he's in the alleyway behind the department store, and she's like, "Well, I can't just go out there, you know. I gotta work the the, the storefront, whatever." Anyhow, she talks her into going into it, and they go outside, right? And it's right yeah. outside the alleyway. Talking with his bum, <laughs> pushing his car. Yeah. And it's like, uh, you know, she looks at it and is like, is it real? Blah, blah, blah. Does it work? Et cetera. Uh, Maggie starts negotiating, right? She's like, what, 10 bucks? Something like that. And yeah. he's like, 30. And she's like. She's still like, arguing that it's too much. But yeah. she's like, whatever. Like, fucking Andy's going to love she's it. She's like, look, 30 bucks, I'll take it. And then she, this is something that I thought was funny, right? As, as she's looking at the gift, being the mom. Maggie's still talking back and forth with that the, the peddler, right? And he's pushing off. She's like, how do we know it's not stolen? And he's like, hey, steal this. <laughs> steal this yourself. Yeah, steal this yourself. And she's like, I, I think, think I, I dated, dated him. him. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's some good 1980s lines right there. Anywho, right? She goes back in. They both go back in. And that's when I, I noted that guy was in uh, Home Alone and some other film credits we talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Kresler, he walks up. He's, he's like the maybe the department manager of that little 
store. Oh, and he's a complete douchebag to her. Yeah. Anyhow, what I he's mean, talking she about. did wander off. I mean, I understand because uh, I'm kind yeah. of in that middle management position. It's I understandable. Understand. Yeah. But he doesn't have to be that big of a dick about no. it, especially when he knows what's all going on. And she's it's a Christmas. single mom trying to she's make her kid her happy. Kid. Yeah. But this is what he she drops was away on her. For five minutes. Somebody's like sick, so she needs to cover a shift. And it has to be her being the mom, Karen, right? And Maggie's trying to go to bat. She's like, you know, I hope. She's like, no, you work in a different department altogether, right? And here's the thing, like, like it would have been all right if he just would have, like, explained it. Yeah. But no. he threatens her fucking job with yeah. it. Yeah. He's being a prick. So this is where Maggie steps up. She's like, all right, I'll watch Andy. Because Mom's like, oh, I have to pick up Andy. I think he gives her a break. He's like, all right, you can get off at 5, come back. It doesn't really matter. It's just small details, mm-hmm. right? Long She'll story be able short. to go home, give him the present, and that's about it. Yeah, exactly. Just enough time, like I said, to drop pick the present off. yeah. Probably not even pick them up. Probably. If that, yeah. yeah just you know, like I said, just enough time to where she can exchange the gift, right? So as as we get this, right, um, now we get to the point where we get back to the home, right? And Andy, this is where he gets his present. Mm-hmm. He finds out what his present is. He, his mom's like, uh, it's not groceries. Goes and opens it up. I knew good it. Good guy doll. It's a good guy doll. This is exactly what he wants. He's, he's so happy, right? And his mom's like, well, talk to it or something like that, right? And he's like, hi, I'm Andy. Um, he's like, what's your name or something, something like that? Hi, I'm Chucky. And I'm your friend till the end, right? So we get that. And uh, in the background, as this is happening, too, the TV's on once again. And uh, Chucky, he, he actually gets to see a story about Eddie, his partner, right? He's on the run or gets loose or something of that nature, right? Mm-hmm. So he Eddie becomes, Caputo's on. Yeah, so he gets loose. interested in this, right? I wonder why. Right? Did you see the news station? Yeah, W D O L. Yeah, yeah. W doll. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And this is when uh, I think Andy's like, "Hey, you're not paying attention to me." And he looks over and he's like, "Hey, wanna play?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? That's Chucky saying that. Um, and what happens is, I think he whispers. Right? Andy and him always have these little conversations between themselves, and he tells his mom that he, um, Chucky wants to watch the nine o'clock news. Right. Oh, it's not his mom. His mom's left by that point. Oh he no, no, it's Maggie. Maggie. I'm sorry. Yes, Maggie's Maggie. watching him. He's yeah, she's, she's over. I'm sorry. Room. You're right. Uh, and she's starting to try to get him, him right. It's Annie's bedtime. Is what I wrote down. Yep. Uh, he goes like, up to brush his teeth and stuff. News. Yeah. And she goes and turns the 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 TV yep. off. And while he's off brushing his teeth, Chucky wanders back into the living room. Yeah. Apparently, you don't see it. You just no, you don't. End up seeing the doll later on. I like the way they do this the, though. The the TV back on and he's watching the news. Maggie obviously gets kind of pissed off. Comes yeah, because she thinks Andy Andy's the one to put him out in front, right? And, and he's like, "Fucking, I told you, Chucky, that she wouldn't like that, like the entire way. Like, yeah. and she's just like, what? You have to listen to me, like this and that. While well, it's your bedtime, whatever. Good night. Exactly. Don't Pisses play these out. games. She's she's cool about. It. I mean, she she's a little rough, but she's cool about it. You know what I mean? She's still she's looking out for him. And it's later in the night. And Chucky sneaks out of the room. Yeah, Maggie's like on the couch reading a book, but there's also like an old black and white playing on the on the TV in the background, right? Mm-hmm. Chucky sneaks out, like he said. Uh, he winds up going, I don't know if it's in the kitchen, but he winds up grabbing a chair, and it makes a noise, and it kind of startles her being Maggie. She gets spooked, right? She's like near, she eventually is near like the telephone, um, which is what we don't see these days a lot. Right? The telephone rings, and it spooks her, and it's uh, Karen, the mom calling, right? Yeah. Just checking on her and see what's going on. And they have a back and forth. Maggie admits to yeah. being a little bit freaked out. She's like, whatever, I'm just being stupid. She's getting a little case of the wheelies. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no big deal. But everything seems to be okay. No big deal, right? 
this is unfortunately the end yeah, for, she, for Maggie. She hangs up. There's another noise. She checks out. There's some, some like some spilled sugar. She like she looks over um, in the corner. Yeah, they're oh, flour. Yeah, yeah. She looks over that in the, plays in later. She looks over in the corner of uh, like where the windowsill is at. Mm-hmm. She removes like maybe a vase, you know, whatever. But when she turns around, that's when she gets plucked in the head with a hammer. Oh my god! So maybe part of that nine million dollar budget went into unnecessary wire effects. Yeah, because she could have turned around right after. She moved that thing yeah. and got hit by the hammer and just got knocked straight out the window. Instead, she was like <laughs> 10 yeah. feet away, gets hit by the hammer, st- and just keeps getting like pulled backwards through the window. Yeah. Almost like she got hit by some unseen supernatural force, but I mean, that's it not was, quite how Chucky works. You know, like it, he just threw a fucking hammer at her head. But you know, I, what made me think of this too was, was the dog. <laughs> You know, Friday in, the 13th. In Friday the 13th. I'm like, wow, this is super overdramatic what happens here. Like, the dog is a little different because he just, he totally jumps out the window. And she's, even, she's, kind and of, she's even like grabbing at shit and not slowing down at all. <laughs> yeah. Just like she's being pulled by what a wire out the window. But she goes out, oops, out the window. But no, if, like I said, I, you would think if you got smashed in the face, eventually you stop doing all that backpedaling. Just, you know, like just. Especially you're just getting up. hit by a hammer. Yeah. Being you, thrown by a fucking doll. And you know you're near a window. Uh, like on a top floor. What are you well, doing? She wasn't near a window. <laughs> no, she like said she was like ten feet away, but she does get close to. It, but you're right. I'm like, why do you keep doing that? <laughs> if she just if she got hit right Jesus. when she was by the window, it would have been fine. Anyway, yeah, whatever. I, she's exactly. out the window. Well, that's the other thing. So <sighs> this is actually cool. I thought this is a cool scene. It looks really cool when she hammers into that car. Yeah. But I wish they would have done it from an angle where you. Couldn't see the obviously not her doll arm hanging well, over. Well, yeah, of course. If all you saw was that motion blur and the car getting hammered in, yeah. and you didn't see anything, I think it would have been a better effect than that doll arm sticking over the edge. I agree, man. Still, it was a cool it looked shot. Awesome. What I liked about it is you can kind of see some of the snow filtering in on that shot as as the stunt person was falling out of the. Mm-hmm. Out the window, but it was it was a pretty cool shot. I was like, "Ooh, shit!" She lands on the roof of a truck. That's what happens to Maggie. Um, Mom winds up showing up later, a little bit later on. There's a crime scene starting to form. Um, she's like, "Oh shit!" She's going upstairs, upstairs, right? She's finding out like there's all these detectives and stuff. She's like, hey, "You know, this it's is at I her live place." Here. Yeah, and they're like, "So uh, it's my place." You would in. assume that she's probably more concerned about Andy at this point. I mean, you know, that's her that's her kid. There's a detective that actually kind of interrupts, right? They find out that Maggie had an accident, right? And uh, Detective Norris is who we find out who uh, Chris Randon is, right? Yep. Detective He's kind of trying to usher her away from Andy. He wants to tell her what happened to Maggie, or at least... Well, because he's sitting there sort of talking with Andy at first. Yeah, exactly. And she comes in, and he sort of separates them, and he brings them out, her out there. And he's kind of subtly, not subtly... Pointing out to her, like, hey, it kind of looks like your son might have done this. And yeah, that's kind of the angle. Lot, yeah. And that's the angle that we kind of have to work with. It's like, with. was Andy involved? Yeah, that's what I wrote down. Um, you have, you actually get to see, like, little tiny footprints on the But flower, he does admit right? to her, he's like, look, I already checked. None of the shoes match. Like, yep. things don't... We're not sure how this happened as of yet, but everything sort of points to the fact that your son did this, and that's the angle I have to fucking follow. Yeah, I'm working, yeah. It makes sense. Put two and two together. I think doesn't Andy like run back in with his doll? 
Yeah, well, see, and that's the thing that I realized a lot later, because Andy does run, ba- run back in oh, with yeah, the this doll. Is a little bit after this and one. I realized later that this is uh, kind of insidious in a way, because yeah. I think maybe during your first viewing, especially because you haven't seen Chucky talk as Chucky yet, only right. as the good guy doll, otherwise it's just been like Andy putting his ear up to his mouth and shit. Yeah. Like, you're not quite sure how it works yet. I realize now, upon rewatching it a few times, that Chucky told him to go bring him in there because he wants to find out if he got made. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Chucky was he's investigating. Chucky. Yeah, he's he's checking up on uh, making he's sure like, that hey, they're not putting it together that it was. They're the not going to think it's yeah. They're not going to think it's the doll. But it's interesting because, like I said, he he's like in his room, Andy, right? Mm-hmm. And he's he is having that conversation with Chucky, and then he sees like. That, that flower on the bottom of his shoe and he starts like, oh yeah that comes up it. in yeah. a little bit here yeah yeah it's pretty interesting the the mom what's her name karen yeah karen she winds up like after andy like kind of gives a short reveal he starts up well i think it's the detective he sees the detective. like the pattern on his on andy's shoe and that's mm-hmm. when she uh, but she he starts notices to, there's no flower on no, it no, so no, he's no. like eh. and she that's when she ushers him off she's like all right all right um, we've had enough my best friend just died i'm sure yeah. my son is broken up and he's like, look, fine, whatever, I'll get out of yeah, here. Yeah, so that's when they leave. But um, Detective Morris has, like, a hammer as evidence, right? He shows it to one of the other officers, apparently, I guess, so as they're leaving. And that's kind of what I've got from that scene, right? They're just basically gathering evidence. Maybe Andy's involved, maybe he's not. And then, then afterwards, uh, the mom, mom... Yeah, mom hears Andy talking to Chucky. Talking to Chucky. She goes in, and she's like, oh, who are you talking to? He's like, oh, I'm just talking to Chucky. He's like, oh been been talking a lot and they get into a conversation it's pretty interesting when he drops on her well first he's like well his real name's charles lee ray yeah and he, he said from heaven from by heaven daddy by daddy yeah uh which so here's here's another one of the things that might cut into what was cut yeah yeah, yeah. there's kind a chance of that her his father might have been a one victim. of the right. victims especially because one of the things that was cut was Andy befriending a little girl uh, at the asylum that we see later on, which a yeah, remnant a is seen Yep. Uh, because Karen is talking to that same little girl when they're gathering information there later on. That's a good and the point. little girl's name is named, I think her name is Nika. Yeah. And she also unwittingly helps Chucky find Andy yeah. in, in the cut footage. That's a good point. And her father was a victim of Chucky and they partially bef- uh it's theorized that they partially befriended because of that fact. Huh. That's a good point. And because they were in the same But setting. also in the original original script Black Widow's <laughs> Blood Buddies Charles Lee Ray was the father, the absentee father. Okay. So it's like damn, I don't like that. Mhm. It's interesting all these drops. But you're right, he, he Andy he mentions like said Chucky's name son from heaven by daddy, right? So he can play with me. And this is what he tells mom too. He's like, and then Chucky said, Maggie was a real Little bitch. bitch. And she, she, got what she, she Yeah, she got what she deserved. And mom like, what? obviously freaks out. Yeah. Understandably like, freaks out. Well, yeah. Because she starts to question Andy about Chucky being alive, right? Mm-hmm. So she kind of badgers him. Um, and he, he, like, he wasn't looking to, to piss off his no, mom. No, he no. was just recalling what Chucky said. So he he's like, tell her exactly so what he's happened. just like, okay, whatever. Notes. I'll stop making up stories, mom. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, he does. He apologizes. She tucks him in the bed. 
I think he says like she asks him if uh, if if he wants to sleep with her. He's like, no, I've got Chucky. And then Chucky's like, I like to be hugged, and he's like, I like to be hugged too. <laughs> Something like that. Mm-hmm. He winds up crashing. So out, right? during that scene, I sort of started realizing like how awkward is it for Chucky these first like so this movie takes Man. place over like three days. Yeah. Like how awkward is it for Chucky for at least like the first like day and a half of like this Adjustment. little kid constantly <laughs> no like having to act like a doll all the time. That's this what I'm little at. kid like constantly hugging on you and like cuddling up next to you to fall asleep know, and like man. kissing on your cheek it's like, and... man i hope this kid doesn't piss the bed oh man dude <laughs> and like that's not how charles lee ray gets down like no, no, no. complete well, opposite this was freddie maybe but yeah this is more suited for yeah mr kruger but charles lee ray gets the, the nod this time no no he's just and he's just sitting there having to like put up with like this kid just like snuggling on him i know that's funny isn't it he has he has to be the doll <laughs> he has to be the doll in those moments and um, do you think it's easy to just be the doll once you're already inhabiting that body I don't know, like man. do you think like your at rest state is just like the naturally like doll yeah <laughs> and then like the the, the blinking eyes mm-hmm. still like that i don't know it'd be weird um uh, yeah, I think after that scene, we, we get a shot of, like, Mom dropping off Andy. She, he's going to school, right? And he's got the doll, which yeah. at first I was like, dude, show, really? Show, like, bringing the show, doll to school? Show and tell? No. Like, this is, like, a two-foot doll. Yeah, dude, it's a big doll for him. And then I noticed that there was, like, three other kids in the background bringing their doll. So yeah. I'm like, whatever, he's just fitting in. Yeah, like, exactly. Whatever, you gotta think, it. too, like I said, it was, it was a, a short fad. I think that's why they were playing on yeah. that fad. But um, I was like, "Fuck it, whatever." Like, if other kids are bringing it in, like, I'm not gonna harp on it too much. But otherwise, I was gonna go off. I was like, "This kid is bringing like a two and a half foot doll <laughs> everywhere with him at fucking school." That doll is big for that little kid. Yeah, uh, it's wild, man. Uh, she winds up like just seeing him off the school. I can't remember if she ever. Yeah, said and he basically just walks in the door. He skips school, walks man. Back out. He look, yeah, he does look out and make sure that mom's gone. And then he takes off. And the, then Chucky guides him on the L train. Yeah, he's in Chicago taking the L train. And he winds up getting off at like 23rd, uh, 23rd Street and 47th. He basically and guides him down through Skid Row. Yeah. And he finds uh, eventually finds Eddie's, where Hi- Eddie's hideout Hi- is at. It's like a, um, like a squat house, basically, right? Nice house, run down, but it's a squat home. Mm-hmm. So Andy puts down Chucky right near that home. He's got to take a piss. Right, so he's doing that, but Chucky's got other <laughs> things in mind. Chucky runs off into the house. Yep. Uh, first stop, the kitchen. Yeah, he goes inside the kitchen, and uh, he's he's kind of run of like this uh, this stove oven, right? Opens uh, it up. Opens it up. That pilot light. Uh oh. Turn on the gas. Up gas. Yeah, it's gas time. I guess all that rumbling, right? It wakes up. You see uh, shots of Eddie like inside the house. He's sleeping on a mattress, whatever. But he finally gets stirred from all that emotion and he's getting all freaked out he's basically just like shooting first asking questions later because he yeah, doesn't he's have, got that mentality he doesn't have any lines no he doesn't he just he carries that gun the whole time right and he's like which i'm of, wondering with not having any lines i'm wondering if if they had a so there's there's different there's different pay scales uh, as part mm. as the Screen Actors Guild if you don't have lines or not. Now I'm kind of wondering how he got paid on this movie because it's probably very little. Because like there's things like uh, non horror example. Yeah. Uh, what is it in Batman and Robin when they cut to the scene with Mister Freeze making his henchmen sing along with the Freeze Miser? 
right? They made his henchmen too cold to form actual words so that they could pay them less because wow. they're not saying lines. Dang, that's... <laughs> I'm not going to use the word, but that's messed up. But, I mean, non-speaking extras obviously go. Yeah. And I'm wondering if they were able to... Oh, that's interesting. I don't know. I bet anyway. You, uh, well, you considering... Like he has said, a bigger part than just being a non-speaking extra, though, too. That's, that's, a, that's opinion, very true. So. That's very true. But but the whole the whole part of that scene, he's just, he's just hear his noises. Chucky's kind of enticing him to go downstairs. He doesn't know it's Chucky, right? Andy, the meanwhile, is searching for Chucky. And he kind of finally comes around the house. And there's a scene where Eddie looks out. He gets spooked. He notices Andy, and he's like, oh, shit. Right, and that's kind of I guess his mentality, right? Like, oh shit, mm-hmm. is a kid looking for his doll or whatever, just but meandering. He's still, he's still spooked though. Yes, he is. He's here's still some spooked. more. Here's some more sounds. Here's the gas coming from the kitchen, but doesn't know what it is. So and this he, is where you said the the shoot first, ask later mentality. So he flips open the door, shoots, boom, boom, and Andy's and blows just the fuck. Yeah, up. Andy's just far away where it doesn't affect him. Apparently, that's another scene that was cut. He dove into a ditch. Oh, we'll see. You don't see that. I just saw like he he kind of he wanders far enough away from the house mm-hmm. that you know I thought okay maybe he's in some covering. I didn't know it was a ditch. That's good to know. Should have left that. <laughs> yeah, but you're right. The house fucking explodes, man. And then the mom, um, like said Karen, she she arrives at the the uh, police station, right? Um, Norris winds up talking to mom. Um, she's kind of in a panic, but like, where's, you know, I guess where's Andy? And he's like, look, he, well, he kind of gives her like the, hey, I have bad news for you. And then they cut in and the kid's being questioned by yeah. um, his idiot partner. I can't remember his name. Yeah. Uh, not, not, uh, I can't remember, but it did. Anywho. Yeah, you're right. Idiot partner is kind of how I thought of him throughout the movie. Unfortunately. Basically, yeah. He yeah, doesn't yeah, really right. show up that often. That, that, that cop is just asking Andy about Maggie. Like what mm-hmm. happened? This is blah, blah, blah. And... But the mom comes in, and you can tell what they were talking about, because she gets on Andy. She's like, look, nobody's believing you about this shit. He's not alive. He can't talk. You have to start yeah, telling no us one what believes happened, Andy. this and that. And Andy's just like, he gets pissed at Chucky. Yeah, he eventually turns the script on Chucky. He's like, say something, Chucky, say something. And he doesn't, but Andy starts, he starts to get a couple of whales, whales on, him. on him. He hits him with a couple of gut shots. <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, and then he turns around to his mom and he says, he's doing it on purpose. He yeah. told me not to tell anyone or else he'd kill me. This is kind of a weird scene, too, because... That's fucking dark, dude. Somebody somebody chimes in, like, after all this kind of occurs. He's like, all right, I've seen enough. <laughs> it's like a doctor. Oh, yeah. Turns out through what the... What the hell? They were, a doctor they were from in like an county interrogation general? room. Yeah. And so... There's a two-way of, mirror. There was a two-way mirror. And there's a doctor observing all this from county general. Yeah, I wrote All that right, the I've shrink, seen enough. Yep, shrink takes the kid for a couple he suggests, days. He suggests, yeah, that Andy should spend a, a few days with them. Then it goes back to mom. Mom's taking Chucky home. She kind of confronts Chucky, right? Yeah. She's like, she say something, you bastard. Yeah, say she gets pissed at the doll. Yeah. And then she sort of laughs at herself for getting mad at the ball. Yeah, the but doll. she goes over to the box eventually where, where he comes from. I guess she's wanting to, to seal him up. But uh, something drops out of the box. The big-ass D batteries. Yeah, some big-ass D block batteries. been in Chucky. But they've like, Hold him. on. She looks and it says batteries included. And the box says batteries included. There's a battery that haven't been opened. Hold on. Very goes slowly goes and checks Chucky's batteries. Yep. And his head flips around. It does. Uh, he says, hi, I'm Chucky. Want to play? And he scampers off underneath the couch, right? In the, in the well, she room. drops him. And yeah. he, when he hits, he kind of rolls under. And yep. it's obviously not a natural roll. 
But, like, if you were freaked out and you were wanting to convince yourself it was... Yeah. You could. You probably could. Yeah, that's a good part. And so, especially when she looks under she there... Does, she looks under... He's still kind of pulling the doll routine a little he bit. He is. And she winds up, like, kind of jabbing at him a little bit. She winds up getting him. And then she goes over to the fireplace and she oh, yeah, starts she's like, threatening well, I'm going to fucking make you talk. Like, yeah. I'm going to throw you in the fire. And as soon as she starts oh, getting man, ready to this actually is... do it... Did you write down what he, re- what he said? You stupid bitch, you filthy slut. I'll teach you to fuck with me. <laughs> and this is this is a this is a recurring theme for her. She gets bit for the first time. He yeah. he winds up biting her, right? Was it like on her hand or something? Yeah, uh, or on her arm, I think. Yeah, and, and uh, she drops him, he runs away. <laughs> he winds uh, up going like down the the elevator. He sneaks off in down the elevator. And she realizes that she needs just to catch up to him. She's yeah. she's pretty smart. She she's continually on this once she knows he yeah, she knows so that he's alive. She's I, I like the way that elevator set up too cuz you can actually see the elevator going down the way it's set up in that apartment complex. And she's trying to chase him down, but yeah. she just can't do it. No, and every time she does, it's like it's locked or she she just can't catch up, right? Eventually, she gets down to the bottom floor. But it's too late. She looks out and Chucky's gone, right? She's looking all over outside of the apartment complex. So she runs off to find Chris Sarandon, yep. which apparently he's always just right around because it never seems to take her any more than like five minutes to find him. Yeah, that's true. Good neighborhood police work, I guess. I, yeah, he's 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 your neighborly cop. True police. Yeah, Back one day we're police. This is pretty interesting, man. Um, like I said, after all that stuff happens, you're right. She confronts Norris about Chucky killing Maggie and Eddie. But there's no batteries. It's like, you know, I've had enough. She's like, well, how? She shows him the bite marks. He's like, well, how did you get that? And then she explains, you know, from Chucky. He's like, Jesus Christ, they don't have time for this. Yeah. You know? And then she's like, all right, well, I'm going to start at the beginning. I'm going to look for the peddler. Who sold who sold me this doll, right? And he's like, you don't want to do well, that. The funny thing is, she's like, uh, I bought it from a peddler who sold me this doll right outside my work. I'm going to check there. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, I might not get that wording quite right. But and no, he yeah, says yeah, that exactly. where she works, not where the peddler is going to be yeah, hanging out. Not a good but part. He's of like, town. that's not a good part of town. That's funny, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's where she's going to start, and she does. Um, she takes off. She winds up. There's a there's a and funny moment, man. I wrote down. She basically Holy said shit. just enough to get him intrigued, and has him just worried enough. Yeah. That he he takes a second, double takes, and decides to follow off after. Yeah, and that makes sense. You like the whole time that the mom the mom was looking for the peddler. She she comes into like a series of um, interactions with with homeless people. One of them I wrote down that was really funny because she's like pantomiming like his hair length. And like his teeth to one of the guys. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why is she doing? Is she sign language to this guy? Well, another thing that this all reminded doing? me of, especially when she was down in it That's and funny, around man. the peddler himself, is if you have ever watched The Wire. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It reminded me of Hamsterdam. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Uh, just an early, early version of Hamsterdam, which wasn't as gritty or hard hitting, but except for the fact that she almost gets fucking raped. It is weird because she does. She she happens upon where uh, the peddler's at. And he has like, I think he has a female companion, right? Yeah, like he's, companion he's escorting sort? somebody off for a second and she stops yeah. him like, hey, do you remember me? This and that. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, and he and has like, like he, he has a, a fee for his information about uh-huh. where he got like, well, that. She's like, well, you can have everything I have. She's got like what? Uh, it's like, that's I, not enough. Yeah. He's like, well, you got to have more. She's like, I don't have any more. He's like, oh, you've got more. Yeah, he's like, what else you got? He's like, oh, you got a lot more. Mm-hmm. A lot more, right? <laughs> She's like, I don't have. Anyhow, what he starts to unzip his zipper. Right, puts her on the top of a car. Chris Sarandon. 
boom, right in the ball. He's like, and then he started to tell everybody else, like, uh, what did he say? Something like, you want to play games? Something like that. I don't remember what he says. Who else wants to play games or some shit like that? You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Yeah, somebody else completely. Anyway. Um, Anyhow, he gives up the story to Norris, right? Norris finds out that the peddler got that doll from a toy store on Washburn that got burnt up, right? And he he gets upset about it. She yeah. she follows up, and he's like, "Well, that's where I fucking killed Charles Lee Ray." Or is like, "That's where he died." And she's like, "How do you know this and that?" And he's like, "Well, I was the one that killed him." Oh yeah, she's like, she's like, "Well, I'm gonna go that? there." He's like, "Don't worry about it. It got fucking bombed out." Yeah, basically. It, 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 yeah. Didn't she eventually ask like where where he lived, uh, mm-hmm. Charles Lee Ray? And he's like, "Don't go there. I've already been there." Right. Uh, he winds up uh, eventually like dropping her off. Yeah, well, she's just like, well... She's asking all these series mm-hmm. of questions. And it's obvious she sort of got to him, and he oh, immediately... Oh, I, I know what she says to him. She eventually tells him that she's a loose end. She's loose like, end. Oh, you said that in the beginning when you first met me. That, that you, you don't like loose yeah. ends, well, I'm a loose, I'm a loose end. end. Right. And he's like, get the fuck out of here. So he boots her out, but he immediately goes and checks out the file. He does. He goes and gets the file, uh, Charles Lee's file from the precinct. Just and to, after just he's, check. after he's checked it out, though, he's driving... I can't remember. I think he says he was heading to her later on, but I can't remember. He mentions where he was going afterwards. Yeah, there, there's but. a reason why he got the file and wanted to check up on it. But anyhow, our little friend's in the back seat. And starts to choke him the fuck out. And this is where <laughs> one of those areas where I was just like, oh my god. And I was rolling laughing. Well, cause... you know why? Because he mashes down on the fucking gas pedal, for one. I'm like, really? Okay, so yeah, first off, he mashes down on the fucking gas pedal. I wrote that down. Second off, I, I buy that Chucky, throughout these films, has shown to have at least strength proportional to his original adult size. And that makes sense. Maybe yeah. not super strength. But he's definitely stronger than just being a, a doll. tiny doll. Yeah. However, with where he was choking him out from and the only things he had for leverage, <laughs> there is no way in the world that he could have pulled Chris Sarandon far enough away that oh. it was hard for him to reach anything. No, because Sarandon's a pretty, he's a pretty, I won't say tall, but he, you know, he's, I mean, he's got stature. Not not just not reach the... Because he could barely reach the pedals. Yeah, it was funny. And then and he eventually, he did, like, knocks off one of on the, the gas. Yeah, he knocks, like, one of the pedals off. Like, maybe the brake pedal. Yeah, he knocks the brake pedal off late, a little bit doing, later dude? on. Yeah. He can barely reach uh, the cigarette lighter to, to burn Chucky off him. Yeah. Once Chucky's off him, Chucky does the worst job in the world of, of trying, trying to stab, to stab him. him. It's funny. It's, it is funny. Yeah, that was hilarious. Okay, even the, first one should, the first one should have got him. Oh, right, yeah. Because then he goes through the back? I, yeah, because how do you miss where he's at? Especially someone's back. But he's like an seat. inch off to the right. Yeah. Maybe he does that. Maybe he is. He's a tease a little bit. Maybe. Well, I, I think later on shows that he's a bit of a tease, too. Yeah. Uh, but, but not initially. And then yeah. he keeps stabbing, and then he starts coming up through the bottom, and Chris Rand is almost comically avoiding it all. <laughs> he does. Um, he winds up getting to that cigarette lighter, though, right? The, well, that was a little bit. That was that's what got him to the point where he was stabbing. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then Chucky goes and slams on the gas again. Once Chris Rand right. is finally trying to find the brake, it's uh, just like a, it's just an awkward series. They of end up flipping the car, the car and yeah. this is where it looks like Chucky wants just wants to play with them some more because he yeah. just goes and buries his knife next. To Christopher Sarandon. Yeah, it looks head. like he's going to get stabbed, but he does. He just stabs right next to him. And then runs off. Yeah. And he runs all around. He goes like, hiya, Mikey. And he starts, yeah, he starts fucking with He starts seeing him. He's like, you can't hurt me. And he finally creeps back up to grab the knife again. Yep. 
then sneaks off and runs around some more, and then finally does a full frontal assault. Yep. At which point he gets shot. Yeah. He gets out. shot right before he, he gets stabbed. But yeah, soon this is where we get a cue of mom. She, she finds out where uh, Charles Lee Ray had been living. And you see like these, this wall art, and it's very, I put it like ritualistic looking, the way maybe it's drawn we out. But there's I a lot of nudity. Rem- I was about to say, maybe we should have given a warning about I forgot this. about this too. Because I thought the funniest thing about this is I, that the. The proportion. Sizes. Well, the art obviously depicts real people because yeah, one of does. the people is obviously Brad Dorif. Yes, and you see who we later learn is Doctor Death. Correct. Later on, also in the pictures, and I believe there's also a female, but you don't know who she was. I think you're right. I'm almost certain you're right. However, Brad Dorif is hanging down to his knee. Yeah. By hanging down to his knee, I mean his penis. Yes, we mean his. His junior, right? <laughs> yeah, and it's it's funny because Brad Dorif like, really? had Chucky in his pants all along. Yes, he did. Apparently, according to that uh, self self portrait, he was a slasher of different sorts. Jesus, <laughs> uh, but she finds all the stuff, and there's like thanking Dumbala. Yeah, she discovers about the mighty Dumbala, and, and like there's I, a, I put a there's thank a you note for life after death. Mm-hmm. It's not a, it's not a thank you know, and it's just like it was it was a. The way that it was drawn on the wall, I was like a thank you for having life after death. Anyway, um, Nor shows up. Like I said, once again, he tells Karen about um, Charles, uh, Charles Lee Ray's nickname being Chucky. Like he finds out his nickname was Chucky. Uh, he's been hanging out with this dude. Uh, like so we found like this file, John Bishop, Dr. Death. You know, possibly we might want to go check out on this guy. Who I believe the name for a voodoo priest is a Hongan. So he would be a Hongan. Yeah. I'm not positive on that. And... Even if I am positive on that, I still might not be saying it right. So that's okay. Well, we can we can always, like I said, we can fact check. Mm-hmm. No big deal. But what they're trying to do is they, they want to find this guy before Chucky does, right? Because this guy is important apparently. Chucky eventually does find up, find John, right, in this apartment, and uh, he needs his help with the sh- with the, the gunshot or not the uh, the gunshot one, right? Well, he starts he he gets on his case. He's like, well, at first he's like, look, I I kind of thought some of this was bullshit, but it turns out you're right. Yeah. However, I thought this was gonna make me immortal or something like that. Yeah, like, like uh, I got shot. It fucking hurt. It bled. What's going on? Exactly. And he's like, I need your help. He's there for help, right? Initially. Anywho, Chucky's becoming more human as we're finding out. So the guy tells Chucky, he's like, you know, you're becoming more human. And he gets pissed off because he also tells Chucky that he's an abomination. Yeah, he's like, you you took everything I, I taught you yeah. and twisted it. Exactly. Uh, Chucky doesn't like his, his response to this. He winds up having like a voodoo doll, right? And uh, he's trying to he's make like, him you bend. He's like, let me know where this was at. He's yeah, like, you don't tell people all the this. power to you. Like, that always fucks you over. And he... Breaks a couple limbs, like like a like a leg and then an arm. He eventually tells Chucky how to transfer his soul. He uh, he's like you need you need to uh, to find the first person that you told who you were to, right? Like what you are, who you are, and you know who it is. Like the first person he well, tells. And Chucky gets excited because he's like, I'm going to be six years old again. Yeah, <laughs> that is kind of funny in a weird way. Yeah, I mean that's like probably the most favorable outcome for him because that means he gets a chance to. Just Before he even slate, has to really, think about yeah. like switching lives again, if he wants to live longer, that's a good point. Is he has how many years theoretically? Yeah, <laughs> he gives possibly the uh, most questionable line in the movie. I've got a date with a six-year-old boy. Yeah, I like that could he tell another line, but 
Uh, it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, but, and then he still ends up stabbing Dr. Yeah. Death. So it, it would be assumed that Dr. this point Death that, got voodooed to death. Well, he doesn't stab him. He stabs the voodoo doll. Exactly. And, and you know, if you know things about voodoo, you know what happens. He gets voodooed. Um, apparently, All that voodoo point, that you do. All that doo-doo voodoo. Just like good stewards, Detective Norris and Karen show up at this scene where John's at. Just like 10 seconds too late. Just, and just he's on dying. the cusp of finding him. He is dying. He's on. The, I thought it was funny. Like he just had enough strength to muster, telling Karen uh, that she needs to save Andy. She needs to save the little boy. And exactly what's happening. And Chucky's weakness. He's too human now. You Gotta need get to go through the hot. <laughs> through the hot. The hot is the only. He way. doesn't even say like the second time. He's like, you need to go through the hot. And then he dies. <laughs> Uh, it happens. Poor guy. So this is this is an interesting scene. Like, so we get all so this they stuff. Cut back to the fucked up asylum. Yeah, Andy's like in a in a fucking bar in a barred up room that's in a locked room. Like a I don't even know it's padded, but it's it's weird. He hears like this noise that comes from across the street, and he sees Chucky going up this fire escape. So he starts freaking like, oh, out, shit. trying to get the doctor. Yeah, attention. he's exactly. He's screaming for the doctor. Tells him about Chucky. Andy's getting scared. Right. Chucky eventually winds up. Like at, at the, the ledge of this window where an orderly's at, he's just got his headphones on, not paying well, attention. So the thing is, so the Andy tells the because do- the doctor shows up, yeah, and Andy's like, "Chucky's here. He's come to yeah, kill he's, me." I don't see anything. He's like, "He's here," and the doctor looks around the room and he assumes, like, "Oh, well, Chucky's obviously not right here." So the kid's just freaking out and just whatever. fucking leaves him. He does. And the kid fucking breaks down. I was gonna say, you know, you're right. There are certain scenes that he has, and that was a good scene. Mm-hmm. Like he, that was a he, really he was a good, good scene. Yeah. After this film, there, I like to talk about. There were some. There were some kids that act that tried out. That one was mm-hmm. kind of funny. Anywho, he did. He put on a good performance right there. But then, like you said, Chucky ends up finding out. He finds some keys from the. He finds the right? keys and what room number Andy's in because it's marked on the board. Yeah, so Chucky Andy Barclay number seven. Yeah, it's fucked up. Chucky winds up entering Andy's room and he jumps up on the bed. He has that knife. He goes and when he turns over the covers, Andy's not there. Andy's crawling out of the room, shuts the door and starts to run off. And that's when the doctor notices him. Right, They're like go. Somebody needs to get him. Go after him. And uh, Andy winds up hiding in an operating room. Is what I wrote mm-hmm. down. Chucky wants him like jumping on top of him, like jump surprising him. Yeah, jump surprising. Like, damn, him, that was a quick attack. Him. That was a quick way for him to recover. They sort of tussle for a bit, but separate. Andy grabs a scalpel for for defense. And guess who gets him? Oh, this is where he kind of backs up and like he backs up and gets grabbed it's, by yeah. the doctor. Fucking doctor. The doctor gets him to drop the scalpel and is going to give him uh, a some sedative. kind of shot. Yeah, like a sedative, like you said. Um, However, while he's ooh. trying to hold him in place to give him the and he's struggling death. yeah he doesn't want that shit chucky goes slashes that guy grabs the scalpel yep and uh basically hamstrings the doctor you gotta love that <laughs> he and does he's he down on the ground up. he grabs i don't know why there's a fucking head attachment for one of either. those electric thingies but he does he he, he puts unless, it on him. unless that was a shock therapy machine it could very well could have been i don't know but he flops it onto his head and cranks it up and just leaves it. Yeah, and I thought it was the most disturbing death in the movie because he just oh sits because there it's in front of Andy barbecued and Andy's in watching front of, it. Yeah. yeah, in front of Andy and it's pretty intense. Like the way he gets barbecued, and he ends up like bleeding out the eyes and yeah. all sorts of shit. It's not it's not, it's not a uh, it's not like a really extended scene, but it's enough to give you that effect. Like oh man, that's that's a fucked up kid scene for a kid to see. 
Regardless of what the age is. Uh, however, Andy gets out. Guess who shows up again? Karen and the and the detective. They're right always behind. just a, a, a like a like a just a few seconds behind, right? They're at the hospital. Cop kind of the, the his sidekick. He kind of catches uh, Norris up to speed of what's going on with you know with Andy getting escaping, et cetera, et cetera. That's where that little girl you were talking about appears. She's ta- she's talking to Karen, mm-hmm. the mom, about Chucky, like. She led Chucky, or inadvertently told Chucky about Andy, where he's where he's at, mm-hmm. right? So through all this mess, they're trying to figure out where Andy went, and Mom's like, "Well, I always tell Andy if he's in trouble or you know to, that, go, to home. go home." And he's like, "Well, does he have a key?" She's like, "It's underneath the mat." So they're off to home. Yeah. So Andy's what, gotten yeah. home. Andy's already home. So he's, I guess, he like I said, he enters home. He um, locks the place. He actually like he locks the place up. He, he does goes a good and job. Hides up into a closet and shit. Yep. Ends up finding himself a bat for defense. You know what's funny about this scene too is like there's an old couple going up that elevator where Chucky's oh, at. God, I love this. Yeah, so Chucky's hiding in the elevator, going up it, so pretending funny. to be a doll in the corner. Yeah, yeah like there's an old couple going up. They're coming like, oh, some poor kid forgot his doll and whatnot. And the and the old lady's like, oh, what an ugly doll. And as right as they're getting out of earshot. Fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> as the yeah, exactly as the elevator's going up. But eventually Chucky gets off the elevator and uh see Andy's hiding in the closet. Chucky gets off the elevator, but this is funny. He enters through the freaking uh how does through, he enter through the through the, the fire? Uh, so I feel like he the, didn't the chimney. go up to Andy's floor. Maybe I felt th- that he went all the way to the roof knowing which that's interesting. Place Andy's is because he had already been in Andy's place before. Yeah, but I'm trying to think if if you go up. That's the chimney, only way I could reconcile. Right, it. right through through a fireplace. Because it was fucked up. He comes through a fireplace in an apartment building. I'm trying to think how. F- where do you find the stack to to jump through? Because are they at the top floor? Are they in like in a middle top floor? Right, do you have to go through more than one apartment? Up in the That's top. what I'm saying. Do you go through more than one apartment to As get a to Andy's? Overworked working mom. Long story short, yeah, I'm like, there's there's too many questions that. That left undesired. But he does. He, he Chucky escapes out of the fireplace, right? Um, he comes in. He winds up uh, spooking Andy, but Andy winds up smacking Chucky with the baseball bat. Eventually, I guess, as all that happening, I guess Andy's trying to, like, I don't know, hide maybe again. Chucky winds up knocking Andy out with the bat. Right. Well, he comes after him with the knife at first, but Chucky abandons the knife at some point, and he ends up getting his hands on the bat. Yeah. Knocks him out. And he's getting ready to like perform the ritual, and that's when the uh, guess who shows Chris up and yeah, mom and and Norris arrive at the apartment. You're right, uh, Chucky's performing the the ritual, and Andy. That's when the storm starts to kick up again. That always happens when when and they, Norris kind of recognizes he's like, oh shit, like this. I happened remember before. this. Yeah, he winds up breaking in the door. Mom winds up snatching up Chucky again. Guess what? Mom gets bit again. <laughs> like, damn, this is twice, right? Chucky has an MO with the mom. Anyhow, he winds up, I guess, getting loose from her. He runs up to uh, Norris and slashes him on the leg. And he kind of writhes in pain. He's like, oh, Norris kind of gets fucked up a little bit over the course of this last <laughs> He does, man. Uh, Mom, I think this is where Mom kind of sneaks off and attends to Andy, right? There's there's kind of a bunch of fake-out endings, too, that are coming up. There are, there are several. You're not yeah. joking. Um, this is where Norris, he kind of goes off on his own. He winds up in a room uh, as he's going after Chucky. And Chucky... Knocks him out. Smacking him with a baseball bat. Yeah, because I was trying to remember in what order the fake-outs come. So Norris yep. gets knocked out first, and then Chucky ends up going Coming after, after Andy and his mom. 
she wound up shooting Chucky in the leg. Like, she blasts him in the kneecap, maybe. Mm-hmm. She kneecaps him. And he's like, oh, he does all that nonsense. Uh, this is where, I guess, they go back in a bathroom. I can't remember if they were in the bathroom in a, in a bedroom bathroom scene. Okay. Yeah, you know, they're kind of hiding, and then Chucky kind of does his uh, oh the, the knife shining through moment. the door. Yeah. Oh, is this where she gets it in the hand? Because that was yeah, pretty good. she does. This she is gets this. it in the hand. Uh, anyway, she ends up getting him. Give me she, my boy. They they end up like tussling. <laughs> they do. And she gets him back into the fireplace and is fighting to keep him in there and turn it on. Oh, it's like let me make sure. Um, because yeah, that's after the first she gets out death. Mom, yeah, mom, she's chucking from the hallway. This is where, like, when she's shooting, all those body parts start to fly, right? Or is that no? That's kind of, that's the okay. second one. I'm like, damn, there is a lot of shit going on, isn't there? No, oh, that's yeah, the yeah, second yeah. One I am he's way ahead of myself at that point. Yep, Chucky does get trapped in that fireplace. You're right, and that's when he looks at Annie's like, friends to the end, remember? <laughs> yeah, this is yeah. So Chucky, man, uh, the mom managed to get him in the fireplace. Yep. Has like the the barrier in front. He is he, he is struggling it, inside that fireplace. And she has right. the gas on, but she's not able to to get to the matches. She, she finally she gets get Andy. Do it, right? She gets Andy to get the matches because at first he's all freaked out, yeah. but he's about to to try to light the match. Chucky tries to guilt trip him, and he's like, "This is the end, friend." friend. Yeah, and lights it and tosses it in. Chucky goes. You up. know what's interesting about that scene? Is that they they used a stunt person in there? Yeah. So there's a guy. There's an actual guy who does like, that stunt and scene. Doing yeah. All the... I was like, oh shit! They actually had a, a real life guy do that. Yeah. Scene, but yeah. Anywho, it looks like at this point that Chucky's he's he's a piece of toast at this point, right? They go to help out Chris Sarandon. Yeah, mom. She eventually sends Andy off to get like a little medical kit, maybe mm-hmm. something like that. And as he goes, he notices Chucky's Chucky's right there. gone. So he runs back and lets them know, and Chucky comes and attacks again. Yep, and this is yeah, this is where Mom and Andy hide in the bathroom, and this is where he slashes yeah. her, and he's like, "Give me the boy." That's all he wants. He tries to plead with the mom, like, "Just give me the boy, and all this can end." She blows him to pieces. Yep, down that hallway, and all these body parts. He she shoots off his head. One of the other things that arm. was changed, right, was that the head wasn't her. It was supposed to be Mike getting Chucky with the baseball bat. Yep. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. But that's, I remember using Now, I haven't done it myself yet, but supposedly if scene, you slow it right? down when his head comes off, it's not a shot that takes it off. It's supposed to be you the bat. see the bat come down yeah. in the frame. But I I've haven't been reading about that, too. I haven't done it to double to confirm it yet, but that's supposedly what happens. <laughs> Isn't there like a running thing too with Chucky like losing his hand? He loses his hand in at least the first three movies. Yeah. I don't know if it's every everyone. But... Uh, yeah, but no, I, like you said, there's a there's at least a few subsequently that that do that. Um, but she does. She like she blows off his head. She blows off his arm. Then she starts unloading the the clip into him. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, she's got him. And this is when the 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 partner shows up. Partner shows up. Yeah, hey, what's going on? And they're like, it was the doll. I know you won't believe us, but yeah. it's in the hallway. You can take a look at it. Don't he gives touch anything. Him a strict order too. Don't fucking touch anything. Don't touch any body part. What of is course, this dumbass? He goes dude. out there. He finds the head. He kind of plays with it. With his finger, he pokes finger. it, picks it up, brings it back in. He's like, "This is what you guys are afraid of. Doesn't look alive to me." Yeah, and he starts like playing with the head, and he's like near a vent, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And that's when the fucking body jumps out. <laughs> Starts choking him out. And it was funny because the head is instructing the body. Kind of kill like the animator, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, kill him, get him, fuck him up. Yeah, and that's the funny thing because the head doesn't seem to have very good control of the body. Either. No, it, it's funny, man. That whole scene's funny, but he's getting choked out and he's having a wrestling match with the body. Mm-hmm. The cop is. He ends up. I think he ends up throwing it across the room. Yeah. That's when they remember the heart and Chris Sarandon, fucking pumps around into the body, right through the heart, and there's a really great blood spray across. The Shot back. through the heart. Right there. Yeah, man. Perfect. He does. Got him, man. And apparently he's done for. Yeah, it's it's funny because um, at that scene it says, I think what it was, it says, Hi, I'm Chucky. Want to play? And then that's when Chris and Saran is like, Believe me now. And the cop says, Yeah. But nobody else is going but to. But who's going to believe yeah. me? Who's going to believe me? Yeah, no, it's funny. Uh, yeah, and then right after that, mom comes over to Andy. She takes him by the hand. She's like, All right, Andy, we're going to go to the hospital. They turn off the lights, and as they're exiting that little room they're in, doesn't he like stay behind her at first and just kind of looks over Chucky? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And that's, yeah. But anyhow. And as it, they, yeah. Well, as they're exiting. There's like a still shot of him Andy, looking back. I fucking hate that. Like, they should have had, like, Chucky blink. Yeah. It's just a, a weird, like. Shot of that yeah, Andy's Because just kinda, that still could have been an automatic toy response, too. That's a good point. And so it would have left it more up in the air, but instead they ended on. Andy. Like I said, yeah. Andy's hovering over the, like, the aftermath. That's not even a good shot, Andy. Look, no, it's, it's weird. Because in a weird outro music happen so weird outro music anyway then you get the end of credits and that's the end what's that you know? so yeah uh, that's our first child's play man and so, there are several in the series as we had yeah, mentioned there's definitely and they go weird places yeah they do man but they get some pretty cool um, appearances by other actors and actresses the end of this movie leaves you <laughs> with three characters yeah that know for sure that voodoo works yeah exactly at least that many what like if you're one of those characters what the fuck do you do with that like yeah man there are certain places i know now i can never visit (laughs) yeah i uh, and do you start looking into it yourself like you're like i know that i can do something with this that's a good point maybe maybe you seek it out who knows you're right there's different there's different branches of the tree you can go from that point it's interesting but it's yeah, an interesting I, concept in the film altogether, man. Yeah, like I said, the voodoo was added in later. How um, much do you know? How much they play on it, like later on in the films, that aspect of of him being in the doll. Well, I know up until like Seed of Chucky, Eddie Caputo isn't even mentioned again. Okay, and I might be wrong on which one, but I, I want to say I think Seed for me Chucky. it'd be a nice couple a way back into the series and. I want to say there's at least one other one that involves him trying to do voodoo chant. Oh, I mean, I'm pretty sure that some sort of voodoo is involved in, like, Bride of Chucky and shit. When he... Yeah, I can imagine so, too. So I can't remember for sure. It's been a while since I watched them, because yeah. as much as I do like them, but they're not good. They're, they're not great films. But you're right. Like I said, if, if uh, like I say, if, if I'm hanging out, say, maybe a Saturday night, and there's not a whole lot going on, and I see a Chucky movie come on, I'm like, hey, man, I'll yeah, check whatever. it out. And I'll... I'll yeah. Whenever one comes out, I'll make sure to see it at some point. Yeah, and they're fun. Like I'm, they're, every single one of them will get at least one watch. Yeah, and there's at nothing least. wrong with that. There are certain series I'll do the same with. No big deal. Like I said, it's a good introduction to the series, this film. It's had a pretty solid cast, like we had mm-hmm. mentioned. Um, it's pretty cool that they got these actors and I do think it goes involved. fun places, too, as well. It does. It's, it's an, like we said, and through our look into slashers, it was kind of the next... The next thing. And in some ways, maybe the last thing for quite yeah. a while. Uh, I'd say after this, there weren't too many new slashers that really, made a mark. 
can't think for of anything. At least eight years. I'd say eight years is a good point. A good point, yeah. In that eight years, most of these other franchises that we've already covered sort of started to either not do anything or go to really weird campy places. Yeah, I'd say it got kind of more campy in the 90s. And then something happened in the mid-90s. And yes. that's the next movie we're doing. Which is really exciting because it's another... We're heading back to Wes Craven yeah, already. It's another way we're getting back into Craven. Guess who made slashers a lot of the way that they are? Yeah. Wes Craven, apparently. Yeah. We can thank him for a lot of different things in the, in the genre. But, um, yeah, so the next one we're, we're kind of hinting at is a Wes Craven film. Scream. So, Scream, yeah. Which for the us is... The next big slasher. Yeah, which is fun, man. This is, what, the third Wes Craven film? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I maybe. think at this point we're going to end up just getting through his entire catalog. Eventually cause... we will. I mean, it's just it's inevitable, inevitable at this point. But uh, Except for probably Music of the Heart. Uh, we, we can block that one. <laughs> that, that'd probably just be a horror for us. It, well, yeah, for somebody. <laughs> I don't know, but... Uh, but no, man, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. that. That was a film, like I said, for me, the time period. I think I was just going into high school, so mm-hmm. you know, I can, I can remember it pretty, pretty strongly. I mean, so vividly for that, for the most part. Yeah, no, and we said Child's Play started to play with the formula a little bit. Exactly. This one, yeah. talk about play with the formula. I know, right? This um, is where we're going to really start having a lot of fun with the slasher genre. I like this film. Uh, Scream too, sets up the next two movies that we're going to do after it, which are going to good point. Uh, which are going to be the the last two. Mm-hmm. These are we're we're finally up to the last three. So, yeah, exactly. So we're so we're down to the last three in our series. Obviously, we'll hit slashers again later in the future, oh, yeah. but it's not well, going like to be so part of our. We're giving a nice discourse in the slasher realm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and to keep up with us as we go ahead and do all of that, uh, please be sure to subscribe to us on SoundCloud. We're so well. Here's SoundCloud. the thing: so we have some big news this week. Yeah, we're now on SoundCloud as yes. we've always been iTunes, as we've been since we're still there the as beginning. Well. Exactly. Uh, we mentioned last week that we were on Tuned In. Yeah. And this week we can add Google Play awesome. and Stitcher as well. Yeah, and I've checked them both out and they both work. So, however, you, out of those five platforms, which I, in my opinion, I think are the major platforms, I don't know. I'm not one of the HEP kids, but. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're still trying to toy around with that. As far as I know, that's kind of where you can go to. Yeah, check us out there. Like I said, we still have our Facebook page, Fried Squirms. And honestly, I think there's other sites that even link into those. So yeah. we're probably available on even more platforms than that, and we don't even know it. That's a good point. I never really thought about that. But uh, So you can also follow us on Facebook, Fried Squirms. Yeah. Uh, Twitter, at Fried Squirms, yeah, which we are still trying to get better and better about still using. Still a website. We're at uh, www.friedsquirms.com, which yep. we are using more and more. I yeah. have put up two written movie reviews in the past month alone yeah. that are independent from this podcast. So well, it gives you a, a good insight. I mean, insight. they're tied into this podcast. But but. No, but it gives you a good insight into some other things that, you know, like I said, you enjoy. Eventually, I'll put some things on there that I enjoy. So, yeah, we'll, we'll spread some more content. And... God, I don't know. Am I missing anything? Is that all the places? No, if not, we us? can always plug them later. But, I mean, like I said, I think... Uh, oh, email us. Squirmcast yeah, at gmail.com. Still at gmail. So, yeah, there's there's several ways that you can reach out. Tell us what you think. You know, I've already gotten some uh, some feedback. Maybe not necessarily through the, through the media. But, you know, just in, in our interactions oh, with our friends. Some of you know us. Yeah, so talk to us. Yeah. And I've, I've, I've been pitched a couple of ideas for some films. So, yeah. 
Yeah, some of you actually know us, so I'm going to call you out right now. Yeah. Hey, if you're listening to this, talk to us. Tell us something. Yeah, don't be scary. Um, maybe some of you know each other. Form a coalition. Decide on something together that you want us to do. That would be fun. Yeah, throw us, throw us a curveball. Well, at least think about it, because once we're done with Slashers, things open up a bit for us. Oh, yeah. And we not, don't have we'll any concrete ideas yet. We have ideas, but we don't but have anything concrete. Yeah, so that'll be fun. But um, yeah, one last thing I wanted to mention really quick before before we head out. Uh, I was thinking about like so the kid who played uh, Andy in the film, right? Andy. All right. There was another uh, kid actor at the time. Oh, that's right. You mentioned that auditioned, one. right? And uh, the kid actor was the kid actor in the film uh, The Leprechaun oh. with Warwick Davis. And also, uh, was it uh, uh, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead? Okay. That kid, right? So he uh, he actually auditioned for the part. And I, I had to think, I was like, man, how different would the film have been That's had funny. it been that, that kid actor? Leprechaun. But... Speaking of Leprechaun, we just passed yeah. happy St. Patty's Day, so, so happy St. Patty's. No coincidence, whatever. once again, folks. But yeah, anyhow, that was just kind of a neat thing. But anywho, uh, yeah, like I said, just let us know what you think. Thanks for listening. This is our 18th episode. We're, you know, we're getting into our uh, second decade. Yeah, we're which is pretty cool. Pretty close. Yeah. Uh, so number nineteen will be Scream. We'll see you there. I'm Tyler. I'm Danny. This is Fried Squirms once again. You all have a good one. Yeah, you have a good night. Thanks.